You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hey, 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 hey. It's Corey from the Box Office Bros Podcast. How is it going? We got chance in the house how's it going how's it going chance it's going great it's uh not a beautiful day but it is certainly a day yeah i know it's been very very (laughs) tornadic yeah it's been you know a lot of it's been weird because you know we're in we're in the middle of december and we had like a tornado like a a big tornado a scare where we're at and for those of you who do not live in the midwest um y'all would know that won't don't know that that's very uncommon so it's like like springtime is mostly where you gotta get that kind of weather so that's a little concerning you know the counting crows <laughs> said nothing about tornadoes in a long december oh yes <laughs> you know <laughs> but anyways we have a great show lined up for y'all today uh chance and i have seen spider-man no way home yes we uh, did we're so very excited to talk about it because it's one of the best movies of the year i i know that i just kind of like already you know blew our proverbial load yeah but but here but here's the deal is like you've seen so many people talk about it already probably Mm -hmm. you're probably avoiding spoilers right now as we speak if you haven't seen it but the um, love of god just go out and see it check it out try not to get it spoiled for you and for all of you who have seen it don't spoil it to people and if you do give gratuitous warnings like chance and i are about to but anyways um yeah it's um go check it out um all that kind of stuff for you but um we're gonna talk about um you know spider-man no way home we're gonna talk about a little bit about hawkeye episode five just to kind of see you know what was going on and then we're gonna talk about our predictions for the end of the season of hawkeye this limited series which it's ending a little too soon in my opinion but imo yeah because like it's a little i I don't know so we'll we'll see kind of what's the deal with this um last episode of or what's going to be happening this last episode of hawkeye and you know what everything's going to be like um do you want to explain uh we talked about episodes one and two do you want to explain what happened to that yeah okay so basically we did talk about episodes one and two we had a really great podcast yeah we talked about that last spider-man trailer like Mm -hmm. three weeks ago no like we talked like yeah we talked about it we did we genuinely had a really great podcast planned out for y'all we recorded it and everything but for some weird reason when i um uploaded it i even sent it to chance and we sounded like this. We sounded like Alvin and his two other movie-loving chip drunks, and it was terrible. <laughs> and it was just, uh, it was just such a damn, it was such a damn shame. Um, but yeah, you know that's where we've been. We you hate it when you work hard on something and then it just up in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's rough, but that's where we've been. But hey, now we're here to watch. So you know, let that be a lesson to you: never work hard again. I don't think that's the right lesson, Chance. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a bad Aesop's fable. But uh, with that said, we have a great show lined up for you. But first thing that we're going to do, oh, is we're no. going to do, uh, I got Chance a gift. 
You got me a gift. I got chance. I got chance a um, gift, and I want you to, you know, you All can right. do a little ASMR with it and open okay, it up. Okay, so I'm the, the box is already cut. Opening the first two flaps. Yeah, well, I can oh. you a little bit thank there. you, Corey, for helping me hold yeah. it down. Opening the second two flaps. There's some bubble wrap or air pockets. I think it's a Funko Pop. If I recognize that label, oh maybe. Oh god, come on, baby. Oh. And what do you see? Oh my god! You two, you Explain to the people because this is not so, a video. <laughs> this, what I'm holding in my hand, is my very first Funko Pop, and it is. Is it really your first Funko Pop? Yeah, I, I just gave you your. That's you amazing. Did. That's well, awesome. I technically had a Funko Pop keychain. Okay. And you'll probably guess who it is. Yeah. It was Ant Man. Yeah. And I thought, haha, yeah. tiny Funko Pop, Ant Man. <laughs> um, but this is Jeff Goldblum's character in the 1993 hit film from Sir Steven Spielberg. I'm not actually sure if he's a knight. They just call him Sir Stevie in that one Austin Powers movie. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, Dr. Ian Malcolm, the chaotician who is very cynical and hitting on Laura Dern. I mean, if I look like Jeff Goldblum, I'd probably hit on Laura Dern too. But. Um, <laughs> This is he's he's even po oh, so he's even posing in the sexy pose that he does after he gets injured in the T-Rex encounter, like all sprawled out like that. Yes. Um, let's see. It says, oh, it's, it says special edition. Yes, it is a, a special. special it is a special edition. God. In, oh, my God. <laughs> this is incredible. I need to find some point. See. If I move out of my parents' house soon, I'm gonna find somewhere very special for this. I'm. I hope. I, I'd hope you would. Thank you. Like, this needs to stay that. far, far away from my niece and nephew because this is special. <laughs> oh, yeah. Much as I love them, they destroy things. Yeah, no. And, the nieces um, and nephews tend to do that. God, uh, that is. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, no problem, no, man. I, no problem. God, I, I was brainstorming something, but like. It couldn't arrive here in Christmas in time, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll pull the trigger on it later. You know, maybe. But now I need to pull the trigger on it now. Because <laughs> I was just like, what can I get something for Corey for the holidays? Aww. And I was just like, I can't think of anything good because Corey has a big boy job and can buy anything he wants. And I'm just like, what can I get that he would really like that I can, like, get like that won't take five weeks to deliver i'm a very simple like the thing is, is i really don't expect much from people if i i really like the act of gift giving and gift getting in the way that like it doesn't really matter much what it is so yeah. really don't if you think I, that i like it and you know me well enough you know i think I, you, I think you'll be well informed come here you're getting like. a hug you're getting a oh hug. yeah oh, love you man love you man love you too but yeah but anyways we gotta we look at it Thor. it's so cute <laughs> but we indulged in that moment there for you and that is i'm glad awesome. that i'm really glad you like it man i was so excited about it and shout out to actually these uh harrison and anna pop um we ran into these folks that we went into college with um, that we went to college with at Spider-Man No Way Home on opening night. Right next it, to like, us. We literally sat right next to them. Shout out to them. Because right when Chance went to go off to his car, I go, hey, you guys want to see? Hey, guys, this is what I got Chance. I got an Ian Malcolm Funko Aww. Pop. I was so excited about it. Like, I was That's, super aw. excited about it because I knew you'd really like it. So I'm, I'm like touched. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, is that it's just a show of appreciation and all Aww. that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, that holiday thing, you know, right. I just wanted to give everybody some nice holiday fuzzies for the beginning of the God. podcast. What a good day. I try. I, podcast I try. just started. I, I try. <laughs> okay. Well, with that down and out, let's go ahead and get right into Hawkeye. So, um, Hawkeye episode five, um, I thought it was a good episode. Um, Me without too. getting into any like you get spoilers, so just brief non-spoiler thoughts. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I personally would give the edge, just, like I'd give the, uh, I would give the edge to the episode to the episode beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like action to um, yeah. character ratio, everything like that for you. Yeah, but I think that this, if you watch the fourth episode and the fifth episode, just in a line with each other yeah wow you know that's pretty mm-hmm. good that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty good deal you know right like i like both of those episodes kind of running into each other and everything like that i think and this... the third episode is definitely the best in my opinion yeah i think the third one's pretty good episode two i liked a lot more than episode one mm-hmm. um i say this series is maybe the most organic to binge yes it is of the marvel shows so far because it, it relies on the Netflix style of binge, which is kind of funny because, you know, some Netflix things may or may not be popping up in this episode. Suspicious, Corey. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, I thought that it was a pretty good episode. A lot of good conversations. Some of those conversations go on a little longer than they probably should, but yeah. still really good interactions that we're getting between our heroes and maybe heroes and maybe villains we don't quite know yet antagonistic if you only will. and that's like that's the only big criticism i have about it is that i don't know where the show's going we have one episode left yeah, and no they could idea. easily fill up three episodes this is one where i really wish that they kind of uh actually cultivated the like 10 episode nine episode arc that they usually did for those like daredevil netflix series or anything like that yeah i feel it. like you i'm going I mean? blind with the this sort of thing no for sure <laughs> but <Wink. yeah. laughs> i just got what you said <laughs> i'm dumb <laughs> it's okay <laughs> anyways uh but yeah chance where are some of your thoughts um spoiler free um oh god what do i say spoiler free um i really like Haley. Haley's been really good so far. She's amazing. Also, uh, side point: I watched Arcane, mm-hmm. like in between episodes of Hawkeye, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, we talked about Arcane last episode too." Yeah, we did. Watch Arcane. I watched Arcane. Yes, it's real good. It's really damn. It's good. really really good. It's you amazing. Watch it. I cannot wait for the second season. I'm like so. I love the first season so much that I'm like, uh, hopefully the second season can live up to that. But yeah, yeah, like this. I don't know, like. I don't know, the show's just solid, man. Like I can't exactly describe what it is. I think I think maybe I always like I always enjoy Hawkeye, but then I forget that I enjoy Hawkeye because the internet's like, oh man, screw Hawkeye. Hawkeye's lame. And then like when he comes back, I'm like always glad to see him, yeah. you know? Um I really like the, I really like how the show's focusing on little like how Clint's feeling in what he's kind of going through because mm-hmm. you don't get the screen time to their emotions as much because 
you know, honestly, sometimes no offense to Marvel movies, but sometimes you guys feel like you're padding time till the next ad- action scene. Yeah, you can you can offend Marvel movies. It's, I it's know. An, it's we're about open... to praise the well, yeah, fuck out of one. Yeah, we really Spoiler are. Alert. No, we uh, really um, we we really are about to praise this movie quite a bit. But yeah, but the thing is, that the movie still does have its issues, though. It has we'll its issues, it, but you can it, easily ignore them. It's not like glaring. It's not like glaring. Uh. It's it's not as bad as some of the Marvel movies have been this year. I'll, I'm just gonna say it like that. Like the, it's, yeah. not, it's nothing that's gonna be movie breaking for some people. Yeah, it's not some red room in the sky. <laughs> uh, what? Who said that? No. Gotta give it up for the red room in the sky. <laughs> in the sky. Mm-hmm. Go Till I die. Anyway, I don't really have much more spoiler thoughts beyond that. Just like yeah, it's really solid. So like mm-hmm. in the first first five. It's been five, right? Mm-hmm. First five have been super solid. Um, I really like Haley, Haley and um, Jeremy's chemistry. Uh, I really like what I don't know. I guess there's they built up a mystery around her mom and soon to be stepdad, mm-hmm. who has like I just want to say it top notch mustache, sir. Top notch, top notch mustache and top notch charisma. The man could literally tell me, ooh, you know, I'm going to take your entire life, take your cats, take your, take everything dear to you. And then I'd be like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's like, he's like, t- he's like, take everything near, dear to you. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why I'm giving him like a slightly Russian accent, but. Because he has the regular American accent, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's Spanish. I think he has, uh, like, like slight Spanish. Uh, I I don't know. I know he's kind of like I know he has something, but that that's that's what I will say. He's got but, that because he, he gives flair. me he gives me Antonio uh, um Antonio Banderas. Yes, that's, that's it. What, that's what he gives me. So, but, like he's like some he's some Zorro esque. Yes, sword and all because he likes swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with that said, uh, getting into spoilers. Oh my God! There's one thing in this episode that I really want. So spoilers, oh, so spoilers, spoilers for, for Hawkeye. For Hawkeye, uh, not Spider-Man No Way Home. Anyways, um, okay. So here's the crazy thing: is there? There's literally one thing I want to talk about in this episode, and I need to not talk about the literal last frame of the episode. I need to actually talk. Well, do you want to talk about Yelena first? No, yeah. Let's like, like let's talk about Yelena. But let's just say there's an exciting thing that happens, and there's ex- some exciting stuff that happens in this episode. <laughs> but um, Yelena uh, comes in. Well, first off, the episode starts with like, um, what's is the guy's name? What's the husband's name? The one that, um, uh, the swordsman. Oh, uh, Jack. Jack. I, I was Jack. Go- I was going to say Jeff, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Uh, but Jack is being like hauled away from like the police officers, mm-hmm. and she's like, and then um, Kate Bishop's mom is like, oh well, um, we did look into it, and it turns out that he is bad and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like really suspect. Sus as hell. So so, so she's like being extremely suspicious because, and um, Kate, since she's like really consumed in all the whole like oh yeah my uh, oh yeah this guy's a bad guy she's like oh well you know that makes sense and he's like evil 
and Jack is all like, oh, he's he's even being charismatic then. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's we'll get okay. this sorted out. We'll get this sorted out. We'll be here. I'll, he's like, I'll be back for dinner mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So this is just cementing that he's an actual OK yeah. guy. Like he's not. A, he, there's nothing. He's actually wrong. bait. Like there's really nothing bad about him or anything like that. And then eventually she uh like Haley Steinfeld's character, Kate Bishop, goes on and she's kind of frustrated mm-hmm. because in the last episodes, um, she was sad because Hawkeye basically told her, Hey, you know, <laughs> she, she, uh, Mr. Incredible, Incredible her ass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she Fly home, buddy. Yeah. She was like really frustrated because Hawkeye was like, Nope, I'm not really the mentor that you need. I and alone. I actually don't like you. No. Yeah. And not that he doesn't like her, but he's like, no, I don't need your help. And you're not a hero. So that's just basically. Pop. Yeah. So, and Hawkeye is, and I don't think Hawkeye is doing this because he dislikes her or anything. I think yeah. he's doing it because he wants to keep her safe. Like he's like, you know, yeah. it's, I don't think that this is going to be something that's necessarily going to be a great idea for you to do. It's kind so, of a trope in film where it's just like, the like the character that's like the mentor or like the leader or the like tries to do best by the protagonist and just like tries to drive them away for their own good or something like that, but they end up hurting the character's feelings. No, doing exactly. So, like I think I can think of um, think of the John Favreau Jungle Book where they do that to Mowgli. Mm-hmm. Um, just I. Yeah, there's a couple more like they did it in like the 90s hulk show too or it's just like go away hulk no one wants you gotta <laughs> <laughs> get away from us so you can be safe and stuff like that but i think i think uh i like the maturity of like obviously she knows why he's doing this mm-hmm. so i like that also i want to say that like does hawkeye seem really sad in this well, Hawkeye does seem sad in it because Hawkeye just wants to be with his family. Right, right yeah, his now. family for Christmas. At the end of this, he wants to be with his family, but at the same time, I don't want to be with Linda all, Cardellini too. Yeah, it's the same here. What's up? Anyway, <laughs> get a little bit of get a little bit of your freaks and geeks on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know. She was in that show. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you explained the joke before I said jankies. Yeah. So, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> Well, you know, anyways, uh, but yeah, but he was, he's bummed because of his family, but he's not just bummed about that. Every other thing that could possibly happen to him to remind him about Natasha is happening mm-hmm. too. Yep. So Yelena's showing up and, um, he's like, Oh, that's a black widow. So this got really, really serious. Panic. And speaking of Yelena, that blows into Yelena visiting, um, Kate Bishop's apartment. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. I have I I, I have mac and cheese. I've made you. mac and cheese. I made mac and cheese. I made mac and cheese for you right now. But how long until uh, Marvel forgets about um, Yelena Belova's uh, accent? <laughs> I don't know. Kidding. I don't think they will. This one's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like her accent. It's very cartoonish. Like I will tell you, it is kind of cartoonish, but I think it's very funny. Like Scarlet Witches was distracting. Yelena's is funny. You know, Scarlet, which has got a little better in WandaVisions. It, it really did get a little That's bit better. That's true. Like, I thought it was... Because when she went back to it, when she went all crazy. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, WandaVision was like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's crazy. It was a while ago. But 
um basically with um yelena is there and she kind of wants to interrogate um you know kate bishop but being as to, friendly as possible yeah she wants to talk because she recognizes that she's like hey i don't have any beef with kate I just want to know this situation. Like, I want to know mm-hmm. her deal with Hawkeye because I want to know about Hawkeye because she's misguided and thinks that Hawkeye pretty much killed um, her sister, Natasha. Yeah. So, thanks, Elaine. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, it's one of those things where at least she's like researching it, though, mm-hmm. because if, um, you know, Homegirl or D, I can't pronounce her name, Madame D. La Fatane or whatever. I'm uh, look. Yeah, like, you know. Uh, Seinfeld Um, what's the deal what's the deal with being an international spy Ah. (laughs) but anyways uh, Madam Hydra like if like the whole like the lady who becomes Madam Hydra um, she um, like I wouldn't probably trust her either because she's a little sketch you know what I mean and so it's like one of those deals where um Oh gosh, you don't want to know what we forgot? What? We forgot the entire uh beginning scene of this episode. Oh yeah. Of seeing um but basically the episode starts with Yelena getting blipped, but then it shows the blip from the mm-hmm. from the perspective that a person who got blipped would coming feel. back. And so basically she blips when she's in the bathroom at one of her friends' house, and then they all the colors change around her mm-hmm. and everything out there and it's like nothing happened but she just showed up back there and it was just crazy but anyways she obviously when she blipped she's like hey i need to know where you know natasha's at and you know natasha's dead she <laughs> so gone she's so she has a bit of anger and so she's trying to like basically figure this stuff out is she going about it the wrong way? Yeah, probably. But um, she's asking Kate Bishop all these questions on why she'd even look up to Hawkeye and all of these things. And so the, what leads into there is a very good conversation between the two of them about, mm-hmm. you know, their upbringings, about, you know, being two female fighters, everything mm-hmm. like that for you. And also, like, does also the whole fact of, like, does hawkeye does clint even deserve redemption so right yeah also hot sauce on mac and cheese oh yes i like hot sauce on mac and cheese it's i've good. never had that it's good i Damn. like frank's uh frank's hot sauce on mac and cheese it's good okay now i really want mac and cheese this is not helpful okay <laughs> uh but yeah but basically she's just like you keep saying my full name because you want to threaten me and she's like uh yeah, Kate Bishop. I want to let you know that I know who you are, <laughs> and I think I don't know. Like for the first time, it feels like the movies and the shows are really in. I know, like it's been characters that have been the same, but just like seeing a character who was in the movie come into a show so organically and feel almost exactly the same. I don't know. It's just. Kind of, we're, I feel like we're finally hitting on a groove of what these shows can be and what they mm-hmm. should be. Like Loki is probably my favorite one still, mm-hmm. but this one feels so entrenched in the MCU that I like it almost as much. No, exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't have a good word to describe. It. I feel like I've just been blanking on adjectives lately. No, it's okay. But um, 
No, I think Yelena is like a great addition to the show's kind of dynamic. I'm also kind of interested to see because the other part of this episode is Hawkeye trying to deal with the Echo situation. Mm-hmm. And he kind of dons the Ronin outfit once again and once again kicks ass. And then he just kind of has a battle with Echo. And he's basically just like, he just basically tells her, like, you know, I was tipped off by someone, you know, or like your boss or, you know. And then it kind of gets her thinking. And then what was her brother's name or um, cousin's name? Her. Um, her her number two. Oh, Kazi. No, Kazi, yeah. So, so like now she's suspicious of Kazi. No, yeah. And I would be suspicious of Kazi too. Yeah. Because he's like, just why like, not, you there? he's just Kazi. not telling. Yeah. He's just not telling her information. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I guess to back up to the previous episode, that scene where like, they break into her apartment and like they're there's something about that watch. Yeah, there is they, something about that watch. Like I don't know what it is, but like uh um Clint's wife, um she like was speaking I wanna say I think it was I watched Mr. Sunday movies video. I think she was speaking German. Mm-hmm. And so like she's like not like someone Clint meant at a bar. She might be someone that like Clint met met at the workplace, you know? Yes, I think that she might be she might be the mockingbird. So like yeah. a lot of um a lot of uh you know agents of shield fans are probably gonna be like, no, it's not canon. No. Rage. Well, the show sucked. So um you can <laughs> you can put that in a, in your little hand basket. And you know, you can cry and you know, yell at me about how it's a good show, but it's not. Anyways. Just because Ghost Rider was really good in that one season doesn't mean the whole show <laughs> was good. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. I and and I'm really just being mean. Only reason why I'm being mean is because uh, if there's an insufferable side of the internet, it is fans of agent or super fans of Agents of Shield <laughs> because they're convinced that it's better than everything else. <laughs> Sky would kick all their asses. It's like, yeah, Sky put her up to Arishim. She, oh she was she would just stomp on that celestial and then oh he would explode. God. Get on her level. Oh my god. <laughs> And then they're just throwing yes. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> but um all joking aside. No offense to her. <laughs> oh yeah, all, like, all joking aside though. Um I really am excited to see what's kind of going down there for you. So we just want to talk about the last frame of this episode. Yeah. Cause the thing is this episode, I understand this was a little jumbled up, I'm sorry. But this episode was just like a long conversation, basically. Yeah, it was like it was good. It was Kate Bishop. It was Kate Bishop. I like to see Manuel. places in New York. Like I like Florence Pugh very, very yeah. much. Not when she's in Death Cult though. No. In uh Midsummer. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> Anyways. Uh but yeah, so basically the end of the episode or like basically um with um hawkeye and everything there he actually like goes in to like ronin mode Mm -hmm. and like is basically he reveals that he's ronin Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff he reveals all that to maya and says hey no just stop it stop it like stop it we ain't doing this he's like i let this consume me 
this can't consume you yeah. because I know who you work for. Mm-hmm. I know who you work for, and it is going to cause issues Don't if get... you keep gunning for him because yeah. here's the deal. He's the one who tipped me off to you guys in the first place mm-hmm. to kill your dad. Yep. So, so yeah. chill. So chill because if you rock the boat too much, you're going to die. And that's like one good thing about Clint is that he is a huge tough love kind of Mm -hmm. a guy. Like he's definitely not like one of those people who he's not one of those protagonists who are gruff for no reason. He's not like he really cares. And I think with like I like I I like Clint and especially in the show. And so, you know, Maya has that revelation and then Maya gets even more, you know, suspicious all that kind of stuff. Boom, 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 and, you know, eventually with Kate Bishop saving um, Hawkeye from that situation, because, you know, there's a punching and everything that I skipped. Right. But eventually they all get back there. Yeah. And, um, you know, Yelena texts uh, Kate Bishop, which After stalking I her not, mom. do not know how. Yeah. But he's just, and then she's like, finds out that her mom was the one who, who hired, hired her. her in the first place to get Clint. Right. And the crazy part of it all is that like Kate Bishop is like, who's this person with my, with my mom? And then he shows it to Clint and Clint's like, Oh, that's the person I've been worried about. And like temper my excitement here. Mm -hmm. Chance. I want to give you the honor. All right. We cut to a shot of her phone. And who do we see standing in a white coat with a Ooh. bald head <laughs> and a large body? <laughs> but Daddy Vincent D'Onofrio himself standing there. And what phrase does Clint utter but kingpin? Oh, my God. Holy shit. I just shit. about creamed my jeans looking at that. I was like, goodness me. And it, Vincent D'Onofrio is in the house. Yes. And then it, and then the credits roll. And then it's, and I didn't literally it, cream my jeans. That'd be kind of awkward anyways. I got excited. I was just, I was just like, oh, fuck. And like. Like I was probably making like sexual noises. I'm like, oh, oh god, it's just chance, Stop. chance, chance. Not, not, not Vincent. We I don't want to scare Vincent away. Sorry, potential, uh, sorry, potential sorry. podcast guest. Sorry, sorry. Vincent Donofrio. Sorry, he's like, yeah, these guys, I'm like, sorry. they're seem pretty cool until you know. I thought, I thought they wanted to, thought they wanted to have sex. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I uh, listened to episode seventy nine, and I was just <laughs> like, oh god, what the hell? You know, if you subtract ten from seventy nine. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, Anyways, nice. So when the, the <laughs> when the cu- the credits roll and it's you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, and I think like, oh, that is so, so perfect, so good. Um, and did you did you watch all the way through the credits when they um yes, and they had like, like the, the shadow the, sh- the shape of Kingpin over them and everything. Like, oh my god, that so was so cool. Such a perfect way to end an episode. Such a such a perfect ways to tease your audience. Like that is a juicy ass mm-hmm. carrot that they just dangled in front of us mm-hmm. and i'm just like but the thing is gimme. i just like i th- the very fact that they're revealing kingpin now frustrates me though because it's like how much of this is he going to be in right and like how is he going to be used like what's the significance right. i understand the significance because all of us love daredevil right and all of us want to know how canon is daredevil yeah which exactly. i'm beginning to think that daredevil is pretty damn canon and we'll get more into that later because i've seen a lot i've seen a lot of people speculating 
if this is kingpin, is it the same kingpin, or is it just a new kingpin with like the a variant, same actor? Almost. The same actor, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, they very well could be like, yeah, this is a variant of kingpin, which, yeah. okay, this which, is, which is reasonable, right? And I would be okay with as long yeah. as it's Vincent D'Onofrio playing him. Yeah, is he gonna be shouting Vanessa? Because that's gonna be Vanessa. Th- Vanessa. Is he gonna be like crushing the skull of uh, Russian mob bosses with oh, his car, car door? <laughs> Gosh, if we had the podcast during Daredevil, that would have been crazy. That would have been legit. That would have been fun because those episodes were awesome. Oh Even though it would be God. so hard because it would be like a full review of the entire right, right, series. Right, because they don't season. come out episodically but, or weekly, um, rather. Regardless, gosh, check out Hawkeye. This op- really, yeah. really good. This opens up such a slew of questions that we can expand upon later for reasons. For we'll, some reasons. For reasons we'll get into. You know, for certain reasons that may or may not be applicable to Daredevil being in this. Because, you know, ha the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. 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 Anything else you had to say about um, Hawkeye episode um, five hype? No. Uh, I just I really like the episode. What's okay. your <laughs> what's your uh, what's your expectations for what's going to happen on the last episode? I think this episode is going to be a tease of what's to come. Maybe not necessarily. I think it'll be a tease on what's to come with Kate Bishop, but also with like the street level characters of Marvel. Like I'm not saying that we're going to see like the defenders and their whole like themselves. I'm not saying we're going to see Luke Cage. God forbid we see Danny Rand. Um, I'm just kind of thinking it's going to start setting the setting up the pins for them to be knocked down uh-huh. a kingpin if you will i didn't do that on purpose <laughs> a kingpin a kingpin uh, uh, but um i think it'll set the stage for what's to come maybe in a mcu another another show maybe a movie like i think we're going to like set up the kingpin's villainy uh, you know out of the hands of um no it's not what can I think of the name of the guy who was in charge of Marvel TV? Um, Jeff Loeb. Yeah, Jeff Loeb. And what was the other one who was friends with the uh, 44? Oh, not Avi Arad. Why did I think? I was, I was thinking oh. Spider-Man producer. Er, Ike Perlmutter. Perlmutter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ike. Ike was the problem Like with those MCU shows not being able to like... Kevin's just like, oh boy, I can't play with these characters. And then Ike's like, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I go something else. He w- is something he else. Is still, some, he is still something else. He is still else. among the living. Very, very, very racist. Very racist man. Way to be alive, Ike. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no. Uh, Black Panther won't make any money. Well, Captain Marvel won't make any money. Yeah, like Captain. Well, you can shove it, Ike. You can shut your mouth. Uh, people obviously want to see that kind of thing. Uh, he just acted like white people were the only people existed. Right. Like, like he's he's a freaking clown. That's what that's what right, I like, promoter is. Why wouldn't you want to corner every single audience you could? It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. It's like, dude, like, like the thing is, is but if you're racist, that does mean you're stupid. Yeah. So you know, womp womp. you know, you can't <laughs> you can't try to common sense these people. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, like I think the implication we're gonna get like implications of what's gonna happen with Echo for mm-hmm. her stuff. Where we'll see Kate Bishop next, maybe. What we get with Yelena, maybe even a U.S. agent appearance. Yeah. Um, possibly more with like the that uh, her name was Valentina, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll see yes. Valentina. Maybe Valentina is involved with Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And maybe we'll get to see where we'll see Mr. Fisk next. Maybe I, I hope we see. I hope we see at least a little bit of Vincent because I, I, I worry slightly. And you mm-hmm. know what the problem with the defenders was? Yeah, it not was, enough. Vincent. Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with the defenders. <laughs> there was a lot of problem with defenders. It was you kind of just build up to this villain, and the last episode, or not the last episode, but like you forget to the villain for like one episode, and then nothing happens. Like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, exactly. Oh, such a waste. I know. She's great. Like, she's a great actress, but they mm-hmm. really just f- fumbled the her. bag with that. So, I really don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I hope this is just kind of a tease for more. And that's what I think. I guess I want this to end in a way that's still, like, satisfying. Like, to have Hawkeye have rewatchability. To have it so it's not just like, oh, Hawkeye was just, like, a huge tease for something else. Like, no for sure and that's what i was yeah that's what worries me about it too was like was hawkeye just a huge uh uh like daredevil and kingpin mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff teaser to a future yeah. like maybe an echo too and all that yeah. kind of stuff one thing about um see one thing about this is as much as echo's been used well in this series i am been like what what makes what is constituting her have a series having a series right. like she's you know what I mean? fine it's yeah just like, like i want to know why she should have a series you know what i mean and that would be cool too like i'm not gonna say this is a cara dune situation but it's not far away well yeah she's a good thing is she's a fine actress and i think she's, that, yeah, she's fine it's and i think like, that like a part of it is that you don't necessarily like i think she does really great and you know she's deaf at everything yeah. therefore yeah so it's I'm like i'm just wondering how much more meat's on the bone you know yeah i know exactly because like we, we like you don't know because like it has a lot to like one thing that has been a big complaint of the mcu and it is a very valid one is that they find themselves juggling with the weight of what's coming next mm-hmm. when maybe they should focus on what's happening right you know what i mean and so that's like one of those deals where um it's definitely important to keep that in mind when right. you know you're dealing with you know a car dune and you're dealing with or not car dune or you're dealing with echo and all that kind of stuff yeah, I would, by the way i would never compare you to car dune no 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 she's she's she is not good no <laughs> Like I actually really like Echo as a character. It's just that they haven't developed her. I guess a better comparison, me, and sorry for making it. Just I would say a better comparison might be House of Harkness, just because like yeah. you don't know what like you don't we don't know what can come next from it. Like I have genuinely no idea what can come from. No, nah, for sure. I was just like, all right, Agatha is in the no, town. No, it's just, no. It's hey, just like, that's actually a perfect thing because I'm like, yeah. Well, what is what what comes of this? Yeah, well, it's yeah. just like you you come to question what these Disney Plus shows are all about when right. they announce spinoffs that make absolutely no sense. Right. To be honest, but it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. Right. I'm still gonna watch it, and I'm still going to enjoy it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm still excited to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But with with that said, yes. let's get into the meat and potatoes of what we're actually oh, going to be potatoes. talking to. Uh, well, actually talking about during this podcast. So, yeah. Uh, First off, though, we're going to take a quick break. Only reason why is because we need to make sure that all of our, you know, things are working and everything like that. So we're going to take a quick break. We're actually going to have some mid-roll for an ad, and we will be back. Talking about (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay, and we're back. 
Okay, we're back to talk about Spider-Man. Oh, my and, God. Oh, gosh. First off, you guys, y'all know that we like this movie. Y'all know that we really like this movie. This movie's we're, we're, bomb. We're really not... Um, we were not... It's not a secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> we really enjoyed this movie. I um, think it's the best Marvel movie that we've seen all year. One of the best movies that we've seen all year. And Dune came out. So yeah. it's like one of the things where it's like... It's, I, like it's one of the best movies that I've seen all year. It is so like pleasing. It is so it's just satisfying. It's That's so satisfying. That's a great word for it too. But like it is not even like well received is such an understatement. Mm-hmm. Like like a welcome sight of a a spring in the desert, if you will. I <laughs> I I want to say incredible like I wasn't expecting say, it to be this good. One would say that it's amazing. One would say that it's also spectacular. Um some might <laughs> even call it superior to other Spider-Man. <laughs> but I'm dude, sorry. you want to know what would be amazing and I saw this tw- I saw this on a tweet so I'm not going to credit give credit for this idea but just imagine them announcing the next spider-man movie with tom holland and it's literally just called the spectacular spider-man i saw that tweet too oh gosh that would be that would be fan absolutely fantastic that theme song bopped oh yes spectacular spider-man sorry (laughs) but you know um with that the movie, um, the movie, um, as far as some negatives, I'll, I'll, I'll try to throw out some spoiler free negatives because mm-hmm. this is our spoiler free section right now. Right. But spoiler free negatives. Um, this has been a lot of people's negatives, but it's not even a huge negative for me. Right. That's how much I kind of like this movie is some people are saying, you know, the beginning gets a little bit marvelly. You know, it is a Marvel movie. So you come to a kind of expect it. And, um, yeah, and sometimes they, sometimes there's logic, mm-hmm. uh, not Leap. plot holes, Would but say logic, but yeah, logic leaps, logic, um, shortcuts yeah. where we need to get from A to B mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense, but is satisfying to the narrative. Mm-hmm. So it's all added expense. Right. Hence, as somebody who loves to write. I don't know if I would be able to do anything any better. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where they're stuck between a rock and a hard place sometimes with what they're going for, because you all, you, if you all have seen the trailer, you all know it. They're, um, they're, they're dealing with the multiverse. You're dealing with the original doc. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the original green, green goblin. You're dealing with electro from the amazing Spider-Man movies. You're dealing with Sandman. You're dealing with the lizard. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with all these different things. So yeah, some things are going to be a little bit wonky and a mm-hmm. little bit messy at times. But gosh dang, it is so good. Like, there's no, I don't think there's a better script out there outlining this. You know what I mean? No. So it's like, I like, I know my like negatives spin into a positive. I mean, I have a it's slight just like, tweak to yeah. that, but like a slight tweak to yeah. the plot on how that could like work a little better with the leap in logic. But that's mm-hmm. a spoiler. But it's so a I'll, definitely I'll, a spoiler, I'll, and that's so like, I'll wait. and that's like the issue with uh spoil uh, with. Uh, going in non-spoiler for this thing right hey y'all watch the movie try to not get it spoiled for you before you get it is so it. well worth not being spoiled is I'm... there anything any non-spoiler thoughts you want to add in before yeah we get right into it um 
Would it be spoiler to say there's a lot of fan service that might rub you, people the wrong way? You know, there is. That that actually is a good point. If you hate fan service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might not love this movie. Right. Um, like if you hate all fan service. Yeah. If you have a ceiling to how much fan service, because this is how I am, at least. I have a ceiling of how much mm-hmm. fan service I like and dislike. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't hit that ceiling for me. I, I thought it was I thought it was done very well. In my yeah, opinion. I think. I think this is fan service done well, mm-hmm. as where something like Rise of Skywalker did fan service poorly. Fan service, like, yeah, because Rise of Skywalker literally did fan service to the point where um, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking into, like, Reddit threads mm-hmm. at this point yeah. and is looking at things that pissed off fans and mm-hmm. acknowledging, it, acknowledging it in the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie... One would say that there's points when people who wrote the script saw funny memes that you'd find on Twitter and then acknowledged Mm -hmm. it. There's a specifically egregious moment. I personally found it very funny. So did I. But it was still an egregious moment. I have, uh, I mentioned him in the podcast. I mentioned him a couple of times just because I know he listens and he loves Spider-Man, my buddy Ryan. Mm -hmm. I had no, like, when he sees this movie, I really want, like, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, please don't get this movie spoiled for you in the next few minutes. But also, please tell me when you see this part because I know you're going to appreciate it. Oh my god! But uh, it's it's something. But yeah, anything else you have to say? No. Do you want to go into the spoiler mix spoilers? Yeah, let's get into the spoilers. When we're gonna try to, you know, we're gonna we're go sequential yeah, or just let's. Hop we're around. gonna try and go through the plot, but let's okay. just try not to make it too wordy or explaining right. because at the end of it if you were watching the spoiler you've already seen the or you're listening to the spoiler part of this or watching you're going to be like hey you've already seen the movie so you all know the plot spoiler warning spoiler warning don't complain to me about how i ruined your life and ruined um the best film of the year and yeah for the love of god don't gosh this movie and like off the bat Therefore, yeah, I just want to say it does suck that a lot of the stuff that leaked leaked. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Andrew, Toby and Tom together was Mm -hmm. just so damn satisfying. It was. That's just something I have to say off the bat. I know we're going to kind of do some stuff in order, but it was very satisfying. Everything was really well done. Yeah. The way it was executed. But Yeah. It felt like a live action Spider-Verse. It did feel like a live action Spider-Verse. And it made me excited for Marvel to attack things like Secret Wars later mm-hmm. on, you know, because that just made me think about, hey, what if Toby and Andrew show up again for Secret Wars? Because mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? The- what if you see like Hugh Jackman pop mm-hmm. up as Wolverine? What right. if you see all these people from all these different universes and then it culminates? And I know this is getting to be big because this is where my head was at at the end of the movie. What if this movie is what's it's eventually leads? It's giving Kevin Feige the like basically to be like, hey, this is how we do a hard reset of the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe eventually. 
because you know that's a you know yeah. that's gonna happen eventually because right. these actors can't be do the same thing all right. the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is the MCU is in is going to have a hard reboot eventually. It's not gonna happen for the next eight to ten years probably. But I'm just saying. Super worried it's gonna outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if. What if this? What if this goes longer? Like, what if I'm in my fifties and this is still going? <laughs> yeah, I, I I get what you mean there. But with that said, uh, we really pick off right when Far From Home. Uh, Literally let, the like, same the, moment. The same moment that Far From Four Home left off because um, Peter, like Mysterio, is revealing that Peter is Spider Man. He said, "What the?" F-? And then um, you hear a car horn, a so it's funny. And then um, you know everybody's. Sh- freaking out jameson's yelling about how spider-man's a menace mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff and you know everybody's trying to like spider-man me. are you spider-man's girlfriend <laughs> yeah everybody's trying to grab zendaya that one that one creepy girl is like come on take that mask off he pushes her out of the way he's like spider-man hit me yeah he's like spider-man hit me and it's like dude like weirdos but then knock it off um if there's one way that this movie just took me and like just drove me down the road is the fact that it just kept going. Mm-hmm. It was at a breakneck pace. You felt how frantic Peter was fe- feeling because everything was just going. But Chance, what do you think? Well, about like uh, uh, to, to expand time? on that franticness, like like he's swinging away with his Zendaya or I guess MJ and then like they go on top of a bridge and there's like a helicopter and like he FaceTimes Ned and he's just they're just like dude 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 yeah they're just yelling and then, at him. Yeah. And then MJ's like dude because <laughs> she wants to get down <laughs> like, and then like they escape through the subway like they're running and then like they get back home and then Aunt May is breaking up with Happy it's just like which is real quick but <laughs> Just like it's a fling and it's done now. I'm just like, well, man, you know, what if it wasn't a fling? And like, Happy's super what? sad about it. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I'd be sad if Marissa Tomei was dumping me. Like, it would yeah, be, me too. It would be a very depressing day if Marissa Tomei dumped. You know, like, well, like if I got dumped by Marissa Tomei, I was like, I am never going to get to this level of ever again. But here's the deal: the very fact it's it's. It's not about crying that it ended. It's about being happy. Smile that it happened. Smile because it happened happy. (laughs) Because you were a fluffy man that was able to be with Marissa Tomei. I mean, maybe if you were Iron Man 2, Jon Favreau. Yeah, that is true. Remember, he was pretty Dude, he was pretty yoked. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But no, no, but the thing is, you know, you know, Aunt May loved, um, you know, Aunt May loved happy for, for, for his personality. Right, nothing right. That, no, had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Thing is, is like when you think about it, it, it would probably be hard to date because you know she has she pretty much has a kid and yeah. all that kind of stuff and like you know responsibility, all that jazz. But regardless of all of that, anyway. So like they go back <laughs> to the apartment and it's just like they're trying to get the costume off and like they open the door and it's a super awkward moment. And just like because Peter's like completely unclothed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like. It's, you know, funny hijinks, ha, ha, ha. And then, like, Peter's trying to explain to them, just like, or was he trying to change the subject where it's just like, you guys are breaking up? And it's like, and, like, you can hear helicopters outside and, yeah. like, a crowd gathered. And then, basically, like, uh, the news pops on and then they find out that he's, uh, everyone knows that he's Spider-Man. And then, 
just stuff get thrown out. Like, yeah, it's just like there's a big crowd outside. It's just like mm-hmm. they're just yelling, yelling, going out there for you. And then basically does and then like the FBI or like, oh, no, it was it's like the, damage the, control. Yeah, it's the Department of Damage Control. They show up. It comes all full circle, which is funny. I love how um, and they all get interrogated. Like, yeah, I love how um, the Department of Damage Control had a big like pro Tony Stark kind of thing. Mm hmm. I'm going for them, and right now they're literally like anti Tony Stark's protege. They're, yeah, they're, and it's almost like they're becoming oppressive yeah, they're towards it. Peter. In the same way, they're oppressive to Vulture, mm-hmm. and it makes me think about the whole deal where, like, when Vulture was saying, "Hey, you know, men like you and I, we're the same," and you know, the department, the higher upper echelon of society mm-hmm. damage control is still asserting that dominance when i'm sorry department tro- um control damn well knows mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of just need a scapegoat at this they point know. Because, because it's stark industry stuff and like you know what happened they really do need a scapegoat for their weapons being out there because they're the ones who gave their weapons to a kid stark did the wrong thing we yeah. have to we have to like and i and i think peter would even say that too yeah. stark straight up did the wrong thing yeah but regardless of that he's getting interrogated by damage control they're bringing in uh ned as well as easily MJ. gets fooled his, yeah because they're like oh yeah so like she's dealing with mary jane watson or mary uh, jones or michelle jones watson and all that kind of stuff um and he's like no 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 i'm spider-man's best friend i've been the man in the chair I knew way before she did. <laughs> I know, yeah. And then he. And then so like, yours oh. made accomplice. And he's like, oh, uh, oh. It's <laughs> uh, so like I would like a it lawyer. Was, it was very much. It was very funny. It was a lot of that fun, like zany, um, mm-hmm. coming of age, right? Uh, kind of stuff that this definitely has, but it definitely goes away from. Because Far From Home and Homecoming were very much still Jod Hughesy, mm-hmm. but. Uh, we got a lot of that kind of stuff in the beginning part of the movie, but then it goes and kind of becomes something else. Something that makes me very excited for John Watts' future as a filmmaker in the MCU. Um, yes. But, yeah. Um, and then we get to the first part of the movie where the audience claps. Yes. Uh, and, oh yeah. gosh, can I talk about it? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically... um. They are talking to a gentleman, and it's a lo- and a lawyer is there, basically telling him the whole lowdown on what Peter needs to do. And then you see him put his cane down, and it is nothing but our boy Charlie Cox, our daredevil. Oh my god! Our Netflix daredevil. I started literally. You hitting punched sh- me. I punched Chance. I literally punched Chance in the shoulder. I was like, my guy. Oh. Come on, let's go. Oof. I was just like, you know how like um I don't know if you guys watch TikToks or anything, but like that one guy soups who gets way too excited about everything. Honestly, I kind of wish that like I could be in a theater with him watching this the first time. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, "Let's go! Let's go!" cuz that's what I was like when I mm-hmm. <laughs> It was so hype. It was so hype. And then it was so dope because he was explaining why Peter mm-hmm. technically nothing that Mysterio did could stick on Peter. Like yeah. he just can't like, no. because there is such thing as footage getting doctored. They can mm-hmm. prove that the footage can get doctored mm-hmm. all of these other different things there for you. Right. And then with that said, uh, 
they can um like do all those things but he did point out the fact that stark industries is in huge trouble because yeah. they shouldn't have handed this stuff to him in the first place right and all that stuff so they need and it's funny because so they like, said he needs to have a good lawyer yeah he's like happy you're gonna need a really good lawyer yeah he's like happy you're gonna need a really good lawyer which is funny because um happy was foggy nelson and that, that's funny and that ben affleck daredevil i forgot so about that like goes full circle, full in, circle. Some kind of, in some kind of a way and i thought that was really funny it is cool because somebody chucked a brick into um aunt may and peter's apartment and then our boy daredevil caught it catches it and then you can s- explain that part eh? so basically like the, the bird comes through the window daredevil like that like it's obviously face not moving because he doesn't need to look just kind of like reaches out his left hand and like Cox's like hand back behind his wrist and catches it. And then Tom's just like, yeah, Peter, how did you, like, how, Peter's like, how did you do that? How did you do that? It's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> and, and that was so great because, and the thing about that scene that I love isn't the fact like it, like, sure. It's awesome that Matt Murdoch's back, all that thing's back, but it did the per, it was the perfect cameo for me. Cause you know, he's there too long yeah exactly he's there he serves his purpose but also it shows that it's not just like oh that's cute it's matt murdoch it shows that he's daredevil Mm -hmm. it shows it and it's funny and it's also super cool because he just catches it and Mm -hmm. you know it's because he just senses it and he's like oh and then he hands it to peter which is funny yeah (laughs) and it's really and the funny thing too is that he also knows that Peter would be okay if he caught the brick too. It's right. just he it was is his instinct to protect right. and all that kind of stuff. Protect the child. And it was so cool. And this makes me really excited for a potential future crossover between these two. Make it happen. Because make it happen. Because these street level guys always now in the comic Kingpin's book. now Kingpin's popping up too. Yeah. Kingpin, Spider-Man versus or like spider-man daredevil versus kingpin come on let's make this happen and the fact that, oh like, gosh it would be so damn cool the way those geniuses and maybe genius is too generous of a term and maybe i'm being too much of a shill but the <laughs> fact that wednesday we get kingpin and then thursday we get daredevil well not technically daredevil we get we get matt murdoch we, we get the, daredevil we I'll basically say, get, dare. we get daredevil. we get the very next damn day daredevil mm-hmm. and i'm just like please tell me what you know i need to know is like uh, is christian is Kristen ritter coming back is jessica jones is is this luke cage coming back like mm-hmm. are you just gonna leave danny in a gutter somewhere like tell I'd me everything with that tell me everything <laughs> i gotta know we already have our kung fu daddy I know. We are already, yeah, and he already has a quirky best friend. So sorry, Danny. Um, you and your golden fist that you didn't use very much for some reason because it was too expensive. <laughs> but it's, how is it expensive to make a fist glow and post? I don't know. But um, yeah, so excellent cameo, amazing cameo, a spectacular cameo. Oh my god! But. Yeah, so isn't the next scene where they're going to school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like the next scene they're going to school, and I think that was really, uh, I thought that was a really funny scene because they're going in there, 
um, first off, Flash, Flash Thompson's acting like he's always been friends with Peter, mm-hmm. which is just hysterical. Yep. Uh, Tony Revolori is so funny as Flash. I follow I think, him on Twitter too. He's like, funny. Uh, he's he's hilarious. He's a huge movie fan. Like mm-hmm. I understand, you know, he's a big movie. Like he's an actor, so yeah, he should be fan. He should be a fan. But no, this guy is legit. Like he literally will go on YouTube channels and talk with YouTubers about mm-hmm. films and everything like that because he's that much of a nerd yeah. about the media and everything there tony revelory seems like just a really sweet funny guy but he plays an insufferable little shit in these movies and he's so damn good at it (laughs) not your average depiction of flash thompson but one i really enjoy no i really i think it's good because he a lot of people dog on him because he's not as like he's like he's not ripped he's not beating up anyone or anything like that but like the thing about him he is a little more realistic as far as bullies go because like a lot of the people who like bullied me in high school, they were like, they bullied me, but they were like, they would just be mean to me on the internet yeah. or they would troll me or anything like that. Or right. they would just, it would definitely be a word based kind of thing as opposed to a physical kind of Rarely bully. in high school, like maybe more so in elementary school, but rarely yeah. in high school is the bully like the big hulking person. Exactly. They're, they usually don't want to be bothered. Yeah. And the thing is, is like usually it has a lot to do with, you know, wanting something. And, right. you know, he like want like if there's usually any, if there's any arc. Yeah, exactly. If there's any arc that Flash Thompson's had in these movies, it's that he's wanted attention. He mm-hmm. wants that following on his Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever and all these different things like that. Yep. And so it was no. I thought that was really interesting and really cool the way that worked out for you. And I just think it's really cool how like there's a through line between the amazing Spider-Man movies and these, um, the home trilogy that flash Thompson is just like a huge fanboy mm-hmm. <laughs> is a huge fanboy of, uh, Peter and Spider-Man. I think so, they did that in the yeah. spectacular Spider-Man too, where he's just like, you want to kick his ass Spidey. You know, that's like that. the funny thing. I've never seen the spectacular Spider-Man. It's so like I need it to ends see it. Uns- well, I wouldn't say it ends unceremoniously. It just ends because it was canceled. Mm-hmm. But like it's such a good show. No, nah, I really do need to check it out. It's just not on any like. No, because it was Sony owned at the time. So it's a Sony show. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even know how to watch it. I don't like, think it's do- on Disney Plus. You probably just have to buy it. Just have to buy it. Shoot. Or rent it. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll-, I'll check it it's out. It's probably on that. Google Play. But uh, but yeah, yeah, so like they're in school. Like Peter's getting like. Everyone's taking pictures of him. And then you get the only scene of, uh, because it's Martin, what's his name? Martin Short, mm-hmm. Hannibal, Hannibal Burris, and, and J.B. Smooth. And J.B. Smooth. <laughs> I love those three. They are like the best teachers ever. They're so funny. Oh, my God. And uh, so basically, uh, uh, Martin Shore is just like, oh, welcome back, Peter. Some of the students made a, a little thing for you. And it's just like, you made that. Uh, JB is kind of like the mediary. And then Hannibal is just like. Hannibal straight up is a Mysterio show. Like, you killed Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, like he definitely believes. he You're is, a criminal. It's funny because Hannibal is literally like one of those people who watches InfoWars mm-hmm. and believes every goddamn thing that Alex Jones says. Hannibal Burris is insane. <laughs> Dude, Hannibal Burris is so funny. I know. He's like, he's he's hilarious and he's so funny in this, mo- in this movie. And he's just like, he's like murderer. <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. And it's funny because I was watching this video. I'm trying to think about who, but uh, this guy was this guy who's making the video said he's like, honestly, 
gym teachers, they can throw things pretty far. Maybe he threw the brick at... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he threw the brick at um, Aunt May's and Peter's apartment. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then get through school, then, like, they're on the roof. They're talking about their school. Like, do you want to kind of blaze through this part? Yeah. Where it's like they're on the roof. They're talking about the schools. Like, oh, no, what if we... And then MJ's just, like, kind of... You know, expect disappointment. You'll never be disappointed. Yeah. Very Eeyore of her. No, for sure. And I think that goes into the theme of the movie of really how Peter feels. I know Peter feels very bad. Yeah. Like he feels bad because he feels like the decisions that he's made in these Mm -hmm. movies and roping them into it has really caused them a great deal of issues, which eventually Mm -hmm. will lead to them to the going plot. through a montage of colleges and letters and, and college letters of of acceptance and everything like that and basically none of them are getting accepted into college no. and it's all peter's fault yeah because you know all of them are extremely smart kids mm-hmm. and the went in the main college they wanted to go to was mit, MIT. Mm-hmm. and so basically they go to mit or they wanted to go to mit and then none of them get into it and they said in light of you know recent events mm-hmm. no no not gonna happen no. and it's really funny though because peter jumps into the diner that uh mj works at and he's like come on mit mit mm-hmm. and then he's like oh y'all didn't get in oh this is oh awkward. yeah flash yeah flash yeah. oh my god he's just like, like oh, flash like, mit mit <laughs> and so like yeah and that bums out peter too and so like he kind of realizes that that like you know really messed things mm-hmm. up and so with that mess up, he... And by it, this time, it's around Halloween. Yeah, it's past like, Halloween. Uh, yeah, it's around Halloween and everything like that. And like he sees the Doctor Strange Halloween. The like, spooky decorations. Yeah, the spooky wizards. decorations that you, that you might have seen in the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. And so he goes in and he decides, you know, maybe I'm going to go to that Bleecker Street place mm-hmm. and see if he can... The doctor. And see if he can fix something for me. Mm-hmm. You know, see if he can, you know, fix up, fix up some stuff. Yeah. Bippity boppity boo. Yeah. Bippity boppity boo this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. Well, what a, oh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a Cinderella reference in Doctor Strange stuff. Gosh. But uh, no. Um, so yeah, he goes in. It's like freezing because apparently the Sanctum Santorum's like door to. Yeah, the portal the, door. It's just like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of snow in here now. So we're making the wizard interns shovel it up. Um. And so, like, Doctor Strange is wearing, like, a jacket, a puffy jacket. It's funny. Um, He's wearing a Columbia University hoodie, which is where he went to college. That's right. It was that. And then... um, He is wearing a jacket over it. Okay, yeah, he is. And then Spider-Man's just... Or Peter's just like, hey... And, like, there's there's a lot of... Call me... There's a recurring bit through the movie where, like... Peter calls Dr. Strange sir, and then, like, calls him Steven, then calls him sir again. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's funny. But uh, he's just like, hey, can you fix this for me? You know, and then just like, oh, I can. He's like, well, I, can't, I don't have the time stone anymore, so I can't kind of do that plot-breaking shit anymore. So he's like, well, I just I just wish people didn't know Spider-Man. Oh, I can make people forget that, though. And he's like, oh, shit, really? Nice. And then Wong's just like, uh no don't uh because if what did wong say it's just like that spell goes through like the like the the framework of time and space or something like that everything like that and then it's just like strange don't cast that spell it's just like 
And then he's just like, right, I'm gonna. And then he's like, fine. I don't want to deal with it, though. Yeah, and he exactly. just leaves. Yeah, Wong. Yeah, and Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme now. Yeah, it's just because like, um, Stranger's because gone. Blipped. It's just like, I blipped for five years, so someone had to be the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> Wong looks so unenthused to be the Sorcerer exactly. Supreme. That's the funny part about it, because he knows through all intensive purposes, Strange is pretty much the Sorcerer Supreme. But he's not really responsible mm -hmm. enough to do the day, and, yeah. the day and day of it all. You know, it's funny. That means the Sorcerer Supreme was going to black market boxing or black market fighting events and fighting the abomination. For fun. For fun. That's good for him. And he's like fun. That's like he's friends with the abomination too. Yeah. Which like I love Wong. Wong oh. is just such a fun character. Like I showed my brother had never hadn't seen Shang-Chi yet. Mm -hmm. And then like. Uh, he, when he's like, he broke out laughing when he saw the scene of them singing Hotel California in the end oh, credits gosh, scene. It's so, it's so good. But yeah. Um, so anyway, like they get to casting the spell and it's just like, everyone's going to forget Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And it's just like, everyone is like, yep, I won't even remember. And then it's just like, well, maybe MJ should remember. And then Strange is like, fine, MJ can remember. And then yada, yada, you know, Ned, Aunt May. And this fucks up the spell like you mm -hmm. saw in the trailer. And then Strange is just like, you changed my spell six times. And then uh, it's like, I think it was only five times, uh, Steven. He's like, call me, sir. And then he kicks his ass out. Yeah. And then the funny thing about it. Oh, he's just like, oh yeah. And then he was just like, why didn't you just write a letter asking them to change their mind about college? And then Peter is like, you can do that. He's like, yeah, you, you can do that. And he gets you all have, pissed. You have the ability to do that. He's like, are you saying that you went here first before you asked for a letter or anything like that? And that was, that was really damn funny. And so I think a lot of people are having hung up on that. Like that's the crux of the plot of mm -hmm. that's what kicks off all this craziness. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, though. <laughs> Like, I, it doesn't necessarily, like, it doesn't make me mad. Yeah. Because Peter's a kid. Right. Like that, and that, kids and do I, dumb stuff. Like, kids do dumb stuff, especially kids who have probably been like, okay, well, maybe I need to change all of reality to make this. Because Peter was probably thinking big picture. Right. Too. And. You know what I mean? Right. Just, you know, if people don't know I'm Spider-Man, that makes things a lot easier for me. Exactly. And, and like. I could, cause like the, what he said was, you know, this ruined my friend's opportunity to get into college. And I was thinking, what if like Ned and MJ were just getting harassed and like had, sh you know, stuff thrown at them and maybe no, their, their physical sure. safety was in danger. And that's why he wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. That might be a little bit of a stronger plot for like those detractors who say what, you know, you, we just said, but it doesn't bug me that much. I just thought of it as a way to like, oh, what if this was the reason why he went to Doctor Strange? Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, so then he gets kicked out. Then he goes and tracks down the admissions lady on a mm -hmm. bridge because he he donned the Iron Spider mm -hmm. instead of his uh, the black and red one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is when shit happens. Yes. Our um, good old Alfred Molina is back. He's back as Dr. Octavius mm -hmm. and, um, and Doc Ock. And it seems to be that his inhibitor chip uh, is Broke. still is still broken. And on the Fritz, because he's still bad, Octavius. Yeah. And but it is Octavius from the Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man 2. And so like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2. And he's just like the yeah. power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yeah, exactly. And he's, you know, obsessed with that, sh all that shit. Yeah. But anyways, he's so basically a really fun fight 
kind of happens, you know, um, the way that eventually Dude, he those wins. arms are strong they're as hell. Oh, so, there it's, I didn't realize they could throw cars like that. No, it's well, crazy. wait, I guess they did throw a car in the, that where he throws the taxi into the restaurant. No, yeah, I forgot about that, but a lot of cool stuff happens in this fight. It's a nice, it's a good fight. They, uh, it's really cool seeing Peter, um, you know, do things that are like try to adapt to people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and adapt to different, um, you know, enemies that he hasn't fought before. So I always thought that was kind of dope. But it was um, so he was doing all that and it was just entertaining to freaking mm-hmm. watch. And uh, eventually. So because the way that he's even there is that he's trying to, like, get to this admissions lady mm-hmm. and tell like MIT, MIT admissions and be like, hey. Can he reconsider us? Yeah. And uh, part of the reason why he even knows this lady's on her way to the airport driving is because um, Flash was at this mm-hmm. MIT mixer. Yeah. And so uh, he told him the information. And um, <laughs> the only reason why Flash told him is because Peter said that he would say that he's his best friend. Yeah, he's Spider-Man's <laughs> best friend. And so with all that... Um, with all that fight, it eventually gets solved by um, the nanotech basically assimilating into the tentacles um, yeah into the tentacles and so he was able to control them and eventually he saved the admissions lady and the admissions lady was all like you all can go to mit woo woo you're a hero yeah but she didn't say it like that she said we'll be able to reconsider yeah um because it's probably not just her decision right (laughs) but with um all of that um said then they get um, wiped into a portal oh wait no actually before that yeah uh, you just hear a uh, you hear a cackling man, a cackling man, and a pumpkin bomb, mm-hmm. and then you just hear That's good old Willem Dafoe, and then you see like the whole Green Goblin costume and its glory, mm-hmm. and then just like that, you get wiped away with the Doctor Strange portal, mm-hmm. and here's pissed off Benedict Cumberbatch yet again. It's like no Willem Dafoe, no Willem Dafoe. He's mm-hmm. not Willem Dafoe at this point. No, he's, he's Willem Dafoe. He's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically, Doctor Strange is like, you remember that spell you botched? Well, yeah. Uh, now everyone who knows who, now everyone who knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man is now coming into this universe. Exactly. So now you've got Alfred Molina, who's just like, how did you do that? And it's just like, or Doc Ock is like, how did you do that? He's like, magic. And it's just like, magic. What? The magic's real. Magic's <laughs> real. <laughs> That's a really funny recurring joke. Yeah. A lot of the characters are like, what magic? What the fuck? Like, what's that? What? what? Yeah, it's like magic's real in this universe. And then anyway, so like basically explains like, yeah, you got to do this and like you got to fix this. And then they bring in. He brings in Ned and MJ and then the the, you got to Scooby do this, this uh, Scooby do this crap is actually you got to Scooby do this shit. Yeah, exactly. And I really I really like that it's Scooby do this shit and not (sighs) Scooby do this crap because that was so it was a dumb line in the trailers. Mm And it was, I don't know, something about him saying shit instead is just a lot better. It means he's actually kind of pissed. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, and, crap doesn't mean, doesn't make me think you're pissed. Yeah, exactly. But basically, we're just reaching the premise of the movie at this mm-hmm, point where right. uh, Peter's rounding up. Peter's rounding the up these folks and he wants them to return in their times. Mm-hmm. And they've created a device to do so. Yeah, Doctor Strange gives a magic web shooter. Yeah, exactly. So he could get them and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, eventually he, you know, he finds Sandman and then he finds the lizard and he finds, well, first he finds electro, electro, he does find electro. And like, at first Sandman's just like, 
Peter, it's me, Marco. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to help you. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, Wait, I'm not your Peter. He's like, What do you mean you're not my Peter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like uh he's just and so Sandman helps him fight Electro. Mm-hmm. That's pretty it's like that was pretty cool. That was cool. And then uh for whatever reason the power in the Marvel universe makes him look normal and not blue. Mm-hmm. He's just like the power here. And he's just like, I've been transformed. Well, you he is blue at the beginning, to be fair. Well, yeah, he's blue, but then like the power for whatever reason in the MCU changes uh-huh. him to like a normal looking person oh no for sure yeah yeah he like yeah you know he has a fade and everything like that yeah, it's, it's just, so funny because it looks like, like hot jamie fox freaking uh lizard even points it out he's like you have a fade he's like you have a nice haircut he's like <laughs> yeah what happened to your comb over and then uh yeah so like yeah him okay i forgot to mention the lizard's already in the containment thing mm-hmm. when you go in there because mm-hmm. he's just like they really didn't give lizard too much love this movie not gonna lie but, but they did okay. give him some funny lines. They did I will give him say. some good lines. They did. But yeah, so like he captures Electro the thing. He's just and then Sandman's just like, oh, what the hell did you just do? I'm gonna be mad at you for no reason now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I because I, I thought Marco is a bit smarter than that. I think he is too, but at the same time, he is disoriented. Right. He is in another universe. He doesn't know who to necessarily trust right. here. Should you trust the maniacal villains? No, no. but um, it's still a scary situation. So right. I kind of get it, I guess. Right. Uh, you know. Then he's so know. Spider-Man, like before he gets attacked, he puts Marco into the the, the magic web shooter that, mm-hmm. <coughs> that puts him into jail. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so basically then you get all the villains and then like uh, like they're interrogating him. And uh, I think because like does Peter go back, back to the Sanctum Sanctorum before he go gets Goblin? I think he does. Um, I think so. Yeah. So like, basically they have a conversation. Or is just like, you know this Goblin guy? He's like, yeah, you're chasing a ghost or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, he's like, Norman Osborn died unless someone else is in it. Mm-hmm. In the costume, and then like, uh, like Jamie Fox starts talking, and then like the lizard starts talking, and it's just like, you had a. You had a gap in your teeth and a comb over. And I'm just like, damn, Dr. Connors fucking roasted his ass. Yeah, for sure. And then it's like one of those things where like it it, it it's just funny because they basically retcon where they retcon. They don't necessarily add too much to it because mm-hmm. the thing is, when it comes down to it, it's not really important to the plot. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, what you want to know the reason why um, they had Jamie Foxx look more like Jamie Foxx it's because they should have had him look like that in the first place they shouldn't have made him look like Dr. Manhattan and yeah yeah like they should have made him look normal in the first place they don't have to make like the, I don't understand what in the Riddler did they have to do <laughs> like they literally made him like the Riddler in that Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 movie and like I don't they, know. I like they did that to all the villains in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man too. Like yeah, the Rhino it. was super weird. Uh, Green Goblin was super weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, okay, can we just make them like their normal comic book mm-hmm. selves, just a little bit here? And like, I don't know. We can talk about this a little later. But I realized watching this movie really made me realize how much of a like just a shitty card 
um andrew garfield was given with his movies yes because he is a damn good spider-man mm-hmm. and i always thought that i didn't like his him as spider-man but i realized watching him in this movie and watching other don't things like the there, script bro i just didn't like the movies that he was yeah in. i liked him but i just did not like the movies that he's in because he's great yeah but with that said um we were but basically all that kind of stuff was happening and then it's come to the realization that um like through all these characters all these villains talking to each other more or less most of them are going to die mm. if they get sent back yeah that uh, in the way that dr strange and peter are intending them to and dr mm-hmm. strange is okay with that because it's like hey it's the greater it's good. their fate it's the greater good it's their fate they need to do it anyways mm-hmm. um peter is like okay well this must be somewhat my fault he's just like nah dog He's like, I can't kill people, which is like a really good mm-hmm. Peter right. motivation. He doesn't want to. Because as much as put doing the right thing puts Peter through so much in this movie, mm-hmm. it is still technically the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because what I would want to know is like the ramifications um, that this action has mm-hmm. for the respective universes. Right. Because that's where we're seeing Max Dillon's getting a second chance. Otto Octavius gets a second chance. Mm-hmm. All of these characters are getting second chances in these different universes. Yeah. Which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. Like, it's just. Knowing kind Norman, of... though. Here, well, because so then Aunt yeah. May calls Peter. Mm hmm. And she was like, um, I think I found one of the guys you're looking for. Yeah. And then sure shit, fucking. Peter's right because Peter has the inside out costume on because mm-hmm. I got hit with like some green goo by a protester. Yeah, it was paint. Okay, it was paint. And uh, he's running. He's like, where's my aunt? And she's like, oh, she's in there. And then like running. And then it's just like William Defoe just eating some, what was he eating? Donuts or something? Yeah, or yeah soup? he's just eating, eating whatever was in there. Yeah, it's just like, oh, because. Like a homeless man. Yeah, because, oh, I guess we forgot to mention there was a scene where like Norman's doing the crazy talking to himself thing that he did mm-hmm. from the first Spider Man. He's just like, we have a new universe to conquer. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Dude, it was crazy. It was like Raimi directed the dang scene. Like, I know. Like, like, it was like, it was straight out, full out Raimi. It, I don't think it didn't look like a Raimi shot. It didn't look like Raimi shot the scene because, but it still looks just like, like with the mask hanging there and him yeah. talking to it. Yeah. Like it was just crazy because that just remind. I just watched Spider Man one again and I was like, gosh, it's so similar. And then he eventually he just smashes it, smashes it, which is great on a filmmaking point of view mm-hmm. because you actually get to see Willem his face project and mm-hmm. talk and be crazy with right. the foe so i'm really yeah. so it's really really great how they yeah. do that and then so peter takes him back and he's just like and then like you get some great and uh, that's the thing about this movie you get interactions between villains that died in their movies like mm-hmm. norman died in one so he would never talk to doc ock but now you have norman talking to doc ock he's just and like he's just like octavius and just like osborne you died, you know, just like, mm-hmm. and they would know each other because mm-hmm. even in the history, well, at least in the Spider-Man <sighs> PS4 game, um, mm-hmm. Spider Doc Ock and um, Norman went to college together. All of these different things like that, and they knew each other and yeah. everything like that, and like mm-hmm. all of these different um, 
like all of these different things. And the thing is, with them being in, very entrenched into the scientific community, they probably would know each other anyways mm-hmm. in the universe yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, then Flint and, Marco's just like, you both died. Yeah, exactly. Fighting Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> then Max is just like, Dr. Connors, do I die? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Connors like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like uh which is funny because if anything uh he would just know uh like he would like electro would know about dr connor's dying yeah he's just well he's, dr no, connor's he, doesn't even die he doesn't die he just tried to turn everybody into lizards like, and he, they made jokes like about he turned into everyone lizards and, and then like who does he make a joke to is it electro this is like you know what you would look good as and then like electro's just like a lizard <laughs> it was like oh my god gosh it was so funny because they like just poked fun at how how just how utterly stupid, stupid. that final um that, that plot was that, that whole plot, like gosh i i can't get over that but it was so funny um the way that that was conceptualized and everything there but it also like added weight because they really figured out that they're like oh no this isn't the way like they're like this isn't really the way we want it to go but then um peter like peter and dr strange kind of get into it yeah and then eventually peter they come to to blows the box a lot away and Mm. then with one of the most underrated sequences of the movie but still a very great Mm -hmm. sequence is the dr strange and um, spider-man fight and they're just fighting in the mirror dimension, you know, mm-hmm. all Inception, yeah. Inception on crack style. Uh-huh. And they're just going off. And it is just the coolest thing to see um, them just like kind of like explode on each other and everything and then like that. Peter figuring out the mirror dimension, like as you know, his smartness was pretty fun, in my <laughs> opinion. It's just math. It's just, it's just math. And then he like webs him up and takes his sling ring. It's called a sling ring, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's the cool thing about Peter is that like, sure, um, Doctor Strange is a is a master of magic, all these different things. But Peter is a damn smart kid. Mm-hmm. He's a genius in his own right, and he would figure that out, you know, in that way because of math and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was really really cool. So basically, he leaves um doctor strange in the mirror dimension mm-hmm. in the grand canyon apparently yeah. for 12 hours like right over the grand canyon and so he goes in and he comes up with this plan that he needs to cure all of the villains. spider-man villains and then send them back to their universes so they can get a, a second chance mm-hmm. and it is a good plan for the most part right he just doesn't understand necessarily who he's working against yeah like the thing is is like if a uh, toby mcguire was there you know this wouldn't have gone down no. you know this at least it would have been more monitored right. if it went down if anything like just like you breathe on me you're dead yeah something like that and like <laughs> you probably get one of the funniest well one of the funniest for us because we we are memers and we love our jokes and oh, inside yeah. jokes. So this is one of the ones that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> no. Just the huge fan servicey moment that I thought was pretty fun. We're like, but I like, understand why somebody wouldn't like it. Peter's just like, oh, we gotta find a way to cure. And then Norman sitting in his cage is like, well, yeah, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just something like, of a scientist myself. And then I'm just like, 
did we look at each other or did we like just go yes yes I was in the like, movie that was so funny i was just like everybody laughed he said it because the thing is we went to the alamo draft house to watch it and uh anybody who goes and watches movies at the alamo usually there's some pretty big nerds they're just it's just the way they are yep. it's just you know a common thread right but with that said it was just so fun um but basically they all were they all went into happy's lab apartment. Happy's apartment and he had one of those like stark synthesis machines mm-hmm. which made it easier to build things you know mm-hmm. basically deus ex box machina yeah uh, basically machines. but the thing is there's still a ton of scientists in those rooms mm-hmm. so they would be able to figure right. stuff out but they basically created something that would fix the inhibitor chip for doc ock mm-hmm. eventually cures doc ock they found something that would also be able to cure electro mm-hmm. all these different things and they're trying to figure out all this kind of stuff and then eventually um they cure you know doc ock mm-hmm. and he's talking to norman and they're trying to get an anti um goblin, goblin serum. serum and then um he says uh no more he's like yeah no more darker half that's what doc ock tells him and then he's like yes and that's that's the point then, where i'm like uh oh that brings I'm out the goblin sure, i was like i'm pretty sure goblins on the is is on the loose on the loose like goblins taking the wheel right now mm-hmm. but it's interesting because like i don't know the brilliant thing about green goblin in the raimi movies and this movie you're mm-hmm. not quite sure when it's goblin and when it's norman yeah because there are moments when people perceive him to be norman but he's definitely gobby yeah and vice versa it's you who's out gobby it's you who's out gobby out of your mind (laughs) 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 and so it's like one of those deals where um that happens and then in one of the coolest scenes in the movie um peter knows something's wrong yeah like he's he knows and his spider sense is tingling off of the like freaking like wall and he's like what's 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 happening what's happening right and now? then like this is it's like a filmmaking technique where like the like the camera is like following on a track and like the person's like what like it's is it called a hitchcock a hitchcock thing yes like a hitchcock stare yeah and like he's doing it with like his like spider sense it's just like and like he's stumbling Peter, around. He's stumbling around. He's like, Peter's, there's like, Peter, what's wrong? And then, uh, basically, um, what, what, what did Goblin do first? Well, I no, can't. he does it first. Cause he, oh, yeah. he just webs, oh, webs Norman. He just webs Norman. And then he, and then Norman, and then Goblin just smiles. Yeah. He's just like, he just like smiles. He's like, oh, it's like, you're, yeah. Did he say impressive or something yeah, like that? Exactly. Was, something along those lines. And then like, is it like Doc Ock's like Norman? And then like Gobby's just like Norman's on sabbatical or something like it that. It's just, and then all hell breaks loose because first off, J. Joma Jameson is also, also on the hunt, also tracked down everything that happened there for him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Max realizes that he doesn't want to, cure his electricity he wants to more electricity and so basically all the villains have broken up at this point yeah everybody's kind of fighting yeah the the lizard gets out of his um truck gets out of the truck all that kind of stuff so it's it's definitely yeah marco escapes Mm -hmm. um electro grabs the arc reactor that was in front of the 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 machine Mm -hmm. and it's like the i also like i kind of miss that triangle arc reactor Mm-hmm. No, I like I like that design. Um, 
the arc reactor just gives him like a lot of power. Like I guess we can talk about that in a little Stark bit. Stark power. Yeah, like, Tony Stark. Sorry. <laughs> Made this in a in a box full of scrap in a cave full of scraps. <laughs> oh my! Listen God. here, you were in, you were you were in that one cute Christmas movie. Oh my! Nobody likes you, <laughs> Blondie. <laughs> uh, but then, um, basically. Peter's like fighting Norman to like a standstill mm-hmm. and like Aunt May's like running with the cure mm-hmm. that they made for him and like Doc Ock gets blasted out of the building by Electro mm-hmm. um, then like they're they're fighting through levels and like Gobby's like I kind of forgot how strong Green Goblin is yeah, but like Green Goblin he's is, throwing him through floors yeah, Green Goblin is insanely strong he's probably about as strong as Peter is technically yeah like and then like he's throwing him through, through floors like the building is like being collapsed I think pumpkin bombs go off mm-hmm. um, and then like they go through the floor and like the gliders going around and then uh, they're fighting on the ground floor now and then um this is probably like the emotional, like, I wouldn't say the climax of the movie, but the emotional climax, maybe, or just the emotional rising action. I don't know no, how to it's describe like the emotional gut punch. Gut that's punch. What, that's, yeah. That's gut really punch. what it is. Uh, basically, um, Goblin uses the glider to stab Aunt May. Yeah. And the thing is, is he doesn't really like, I know he does. I don't necessarily think he successfully stabs her but he hits her hits her hard and he hits her she falls to the ground really hard mind you there is jagged rubble around you Mm -hmm. around her and then like you're like oh shit what happened to aunt may and then then you're like oh she's fine and then next thing you know he throws a pumpkin bomb bomb, and then he gets it kind of out of the way but the explosion still around her for you yeah and then um Basically, what happens is Norman's all like, remember, anything that you did here, it's all your Your fault, all your fault. And then, you know, the entire crowd makes a sigh of relief because Aunt May gets up. Yeah, she gets up and then she starts talking and then it's Mm -hmm. normal. But then she collapses Mm -hmm. and then like she goes quiet. She doesn't understand what's the saddest part about this is she doesn't understand that. Yeah, Yeah. she's probably the only reason she's even able to get up is probably because of shock. Yeah. And she is talking to Peter and she's confused. And Peter's like, oh, no, even though Peter knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're okay. And he's talking. And then even in that ending moment, she's telling him with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. And there was not a dry eye in that damn theater. I was sad. bro. Everybody was either lip quivering or tears streaming. It was it was a very emotional and just gut punching moment because you always expect uncle ben to die right but you never expect aunt may, may to, die. to die and it you was didn't. just heart it was just fucking heartbreaking That's you like didn't have really to no, do there's no if ands or buts about it you didn't it's have to do crazy. hot and may like that bro <laughs> she, she out had, of pocket like dude and the marissa tomei like all jokes aside i know i dude. always joke about hot mm. may and all that yeah. kind of stuff she Peter's is elderly rob, aunt. she's my favorite aunt may she's very yeah. very like i really love she and um Ramey may are really mm-hmm. really good yes um, they are sally field did fine they didn't give her yeah. much yeah but, um it's like one of those things where um it was just so heartbreaking because May is Peter's world. Mm-hmm. 
May is Peter's compass. Yeah. Um, and like one of the only things he has left. Exactly. And it, it, it was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then you saw happy pull in too. And he mm-hmm. saw exactly what, what happened. happened. And he's just and yelling then, at him to run. And then they shoot, they straight up they shoot, shoot him. Pe- they shoot Peter fucking damage control. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Anyways. Um, fucking JJ. And then, like, yeah, and J. Joma Jameson really just did not make it any better, mm-hmm. the situation any better. And then, next thing you know, um, he goes and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, the poster mm-hmm. where he's sitting down in Times Square and you see the pictures of, like, Spider-Man's a menace, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That poster has just crazy, and he's sitting down, he has his mask off and you just mm-hmm. see the back of him and he's just slouching down mm-hmm. and he looks defeated yeah that poster just has new gravitas mm-hmm. when you after you watch the right. movie because that's really peter's lowest moment and yeah. it's and that's such a damn good poster with context yeah. and everything like that and yeah. so after this we cut to ned and mj just for some good levity after yeah. that terrible right. moment right and then just like they kind of figure they piece it all together like that peter that aunt may has died mm-hmm. and they're just like oh we're the only ones he has left and then basically when peter stole strange's sling ring ned took it and put it on for whatever mm-hmm. reason and to preface something uh when they're in the sanctum centaurum uh ned was talking about how he's like my mom says that i have a little magic in me <laughs> or is his grandma yeah, yeah or his, his grandma. grandma and then it was funny because like then he like waves his arm around and starts to make a little portal mm-hmm. and then and she's like, Ned, do that again. And he's just like, I was just saying that I wish you know we could see Peter. Wish we saw Peter, yeah. And then it's just like, Oh, if you wave your arm around in a circle with the ring on, you can make a portal. And so he's just like, you know, just like take us to Peter and you open a portal. And you see some guy dressed see, as Spider-Man. See those big white eyes. Sitting in an alleyway. It's just like, and they're just like, Peter. And then like, he comes running through the portal and then he takes his mask off. And the, probably the biggest cheer that I've ever gotten in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Andrew Garfield. And the movie theater where you're supposed to be quiet at the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema just erupts into cheer. It was crazy. I've never been at a showing at Alamo, mind you, where the people in the theater fucking lost fucking their flip m- out, lost their minds. They were going off, and usually, like I'll be one of those grumps. Like for instance, my mm-hmm. theater going experience at Infinity War, mm-hmm. ugh, it was annoying. Like I yeah. got kind of annoyed with the people there, but. With that said, like, I was joining in too, bro. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, I was like, yeah, fuck yes, exactly. And it was amazing. And then it was like, hilarity ensues. They're like, what? You're not Spider Man. You're not Peter. And then he's like, I am, I I am Peter Parker. Parker. And then, like, like, crawl around and he's just like on the ceiling with one hand. And then it's funny because. It, they call back to the fact that this Peter, Peter can speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so like he understands what they're saying. He understands what uh, his grandma's saying. Yeah. He just, she wants you to get the cobweb. He's, he's like, like, get the cobweb up there. He's like, I got it. Like, yeah, 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 I can do that. He crawls around on the ceiling. I'm like, I forget how good that looks when they crawl around like that. Uh, oh, man, it's so fun. He's just like, he gets to the cobweb. He's just like, he's like, yeah, it's just like I got plugged into this universe. And then just like, 
well and he's like well we gotta try again and so it was just like just like fine peter and another portal opens and guess whose ass steps through but toby mcguire it's our boy toby our boy toby and i will say this like i'm kind of disappointed he wasn't dressed up yeah a little bit i don't know if i am necessarily that disappointed but i do think it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. because what if peter was just walking around say he was like say he was literally just like grabbing some groceries Mm -hmm. for mj or something like that and he was just chilling Mm -hmm. he was just hanging out on a nice christmas christmas or or a nice kind of fall day yeah you know just he has a nice little bomber jacket on. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out. He's doing his thing. And then he's like, oh, shit. I'm in a different universe right now. He's all Venom style. It's like when uh, Peter B. Parker, he's like yes. sitting in his apartment eating pizza. Yeah. It's like, he's like, you know, as I was working out of my apartment. Doing crunches, getting, getting strong. Doing crunches, getting strong. <laughs> I love Peter B. Parker so Peter much. Peter B. Parker's amazing. I hope and we see he, him again. He was going like... But yeah, so he goes in and like, I understand it, but I do get your disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that would be cool seeing the rainy suit just mm-hmm. there. And yeah, I mean, we do get it, but I'm we just do saying. get it. And it was just really cool to see everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So then there's just like, where would Peter go? It's just like, you know, I think Toby said uh, mine was a Chrysler building. And then like his was the Empire State. Uh, and then, yeah, Andrew's the Empire State or one one was the Empire State. One no, was Chrysler. Peter, um uh toby was the empire state okay toby was empire state okay mm-hmm. and then it's just like they're talking about which one so. which one had the better view and stuff like that it's like oh then i'm just like oh i know where you go i don't know exactly where that was mm-hmm. that he no, went it was um, it was um uh midtown high midtown high it was okay. just the midtown high building okay because they immediately go to the lab afterwards that's yeah. r- that's right okay so yeah they go to midtown high and then like ned and mj kind of comfort peter and there's like, hey there's someone here we want you to meet and then all three Spider-Men, they meet, um, you know, and they kind of, you know, try to, you know, we're, you know, we're sorry about May. And, you know, they kind of, she told me, you know, with great power. And then uh, Toby's like, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. And then Tom's just like, how do you know that? And then Andrew's just like, it's what Uncle Ben said. Well, and- in his case... Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben didn't say that. Prayer, paraphrase. You got an obligation to, to do, do the that right thing, thing that you're supposed to, to do. do. Not choice. Responsibility. I, I'm glad they ignored that. I'm, I'm glad they ignored that too. But yeah. Uncle Ben, and it was just a really good, really sweet moment. moment because um, Peter or Tom's Peter didn't necessarily know mm-hmm. that. Um, he didn't necessarily know that they had even been through the same thing as him because mm-hmm. you understand like Peter saw these three, two other Spider-Man and didn't even care. He's like, mm-hmm. no, May's gone. I'm just going to send anybody yeah. home. I'm sorry that I inconvenienced yeah. you. I should have done this in the first place. Yeah. And it was just heartbreaking seeing mm-hmm. him so, broken. so low, but at the same time, it's the brokenness that it's the moment when I truly realized what they were doing in this movie this movie is the ending of his character arc as spider-man yeah it's like it's like the ending of that of his character development it's like it's almost like a three movie origin story yeah exactly and like it and it's crazy because a lot of people would say oh they didn't plan this but they they definitely this isn't this isn't lucas film they They planned planned they planned this 
and it's almost like a whole lot of Spidey fans are probably eating. Well, the thing is, Spider-Man fans are kind of like Star Wars fans. They're never going to eat crow when it comes mm-hmm, to anything. Right. Even if they get what they want, they'll find something else to complain about. Um, I will say this is the most united I've ever seen the fan base. This is the most united. There are some outliers, but those are just. Who cares what they think? Exactly. Like you got like 95% of people on board. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there's 99% fan rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And everybody's like, that's either Anthony Mackie and or Sebastian Stan. Stan. <laughs> and I was like, that, that's funny. That, that's a funny tweet. Um, oh, my God. But with that said and everything like that there, it was just so crazy seeing that this this was I was realizing that this is an arc. This is an arc shift for him. Mm-hmm. And this is him growing into him growing into the Spider-Man that we need him to grow into mm-hmm. for future iterations. And plus now he can kind of, like, I don't want to get it too ahead of myself, but after this movie, he can very much operate the same way mm-hmm. that other, that Spider-Man operates in the comics yep. as in, you know, he's kind of by himself. He kind of does his own thing. Right. But at the same time, when he pops in, he does pop in yep. and he will help out and everything like yeah. that. And eventually, and I think people are misinterpreting the ending, but it's we'll get there. Well, but we will, we will get there. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we go into the the science part of the the story where like all three of them are on lab coats. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, maybe Which not all three lab coats, but like he's uh, like Andrew's like I already cured Doctor Connors. I can do this shit again. Yeah, and Toby apparently was always haunted like by brainstorming. Norman. Yeah, and so he's always thinking about, about how, how to he cure him, Norman. And he's also thinking about hell. He's also thinking about Harry. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's just so. like Ned was just like, do you have a best friend? It's like, yeah, he tried to kill me. And then he died. And then he died. And I know that like he like I know that was kind of like funny for the audience, but he looked genuinely sad. He about looked it. genuinely sad. Like, I don't know if it, like it was definitely played for laughs because of ned's reaction uh-huh. but he seemed extremely sad mm-hmm. i was sad i didn't really laugh i like had like an uncomfortable like eh, mm. that's sad yeah and then, i probably chuckled for a moment but yeah. then i realized the gravity was like, like oh and i was just like and that is as close as we'll get to mentioning james franco and also okay here's one thing that i have to say yes some people are saying that the ages don't make sense, but they do. You have to understand that in the MCU, we're in 2023. I think it's so 2024 it's now. It's 2023 or 2024 at this point. Yeah. yeah. But you have to understand that this is Toby Spider-Man in his 2024. Mm-hmm. This is also Andrew Spider-Man in 2024. Yeah. So that's aging him. That's aging Toby and his like much later into his life. That's 14 years after uh, his last appearance in 07. Yeah. So that means that he's probably in his 40s. Like, I I think, I think uh, Mr. Sunday movies are not, yeah, not not Mr. Sunday movies. Oh, yeah, it was Mr. Sunday movies. Talk to like you would be 37 Mm -hmm. if he was like 20, whatever, Mm -hmm. in like 2002. Exactly. And then Andrew Spidey would be in his late 20s. Yes. So it all makes sense. I don't understand why people are saying that doesn't make sense. No. But. um, Yeah. And then like you get some like they kind of talk about each other. Like just like 
uh, like Andrew Garfield starts talking about like how he stopped pulling his punches after he lost Gwen and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, dog. It's you... like, that's sad. I want to see that movie. Me too. It's crazy how this movie made me want an amazing Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would want that. Please keep You certain broke people. me, movie. Please like leave certain character or certain writers away from it. But yes, like I would watch that. I would Mm -hmm. definitely watch that. And I think I would enjoy it. But with that said, they go, they basically science the shit out of everything. Yeah. Science bitch. One of my favorite parts though, is when Ned asks for Peter and they're like, what? And he's like, Oh, Peter Parker. He's like, like, no, we're still, still still doesn't help. Still doesn't help. We are all Peter Parker. (laughs) Oh my God. And then eventually, they all, you know, find out with a plan on drawing the um, villains, villains to the to Statue the of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, which for somewhere for some dumb reason they decide that they want to have a Captain America shield, shield by it. I, I get the sentiment. which they mention that in Hawkeye. They do mention the that episode Hawkeye. the day before this movie came out, which is crazy because this is all happening like pretty much at the same time. Like, is it? It's happening in very similar. Well, because if this is a the little end of this movie is happening at the same time as Hawkeye. Okay, because I wasn't. Oh yeah, you may be. Well, isn't it? Because it was a little after Halloween because they told MJ to take down the Halloween decorations in mm-hmm. the store. Oh, so no, I'm thinking yeah, it's in. Right. I think it's in like November. Mm-hmm. If well, I had like, to guess, because the end of this movie, winter's going on, and you see snow. That's true. But we don't know how much time has passed like between like the climax of the plot and the resolution. That's true. But, but we can get into that in a bit. But yeah, regardless of all that, um uh we have our final we have our final, final act. battle with our final act. We have three Spider Man. They web off of each other, which is really, really cool. Like they mm-hmm. literally connect their webs and then they mm-hmm. spin around. They are, They do that thing where they all point at each other. Yes, exactly. They do yeah, they do that thing that they all point at each other. They talk about it's uh rude to point. the point out the about the practicality of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like they uh point out the fact that Toby has uh, oh has he is natural webbing webs, and they're like what that's kind of weird it comes out of your body like it comes out of they're like and then tom spidey goes does it come out of anywhere else uh, <laughs> besides your hands and that was really funny uh, and then oh god what was it is, the cracking uh, of the back cracking of the back yeah so toby's back was um you know kind of thrown out and everything and so you want me to feeling, crack it for you feeling rough and then andrew was like hey yeah can i can i crack can i crack your back real quick but then, really, gosh, this movie really cements Andrew Garfield as I still love Tom's. Like, I think Tom might be my favorite all mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man. But Toby, but Tom, um, but Andrew Garfield is by far the best actor out of yeah. all of the three of them. Oh, yeah. And he's Tom's is still young. Tom's really young. But hey, one thing that we need to not sleep on. This is Tom's best performance. Yes, so it is. Far. It's fantastic. He does some amazing work in this and, movie. And the fact that, like, I know this is all like this, this, like this bit of like this, like eight minute segment is a bunch of fan service, but like Toby calling Andrew amazing mm-hmm. was just so fun, like wholesome to me. And just no, like, yeah, because he's he just was like, like, hey, you need to get this self talk, this yeah, negative yeah, self talk off just, of you. It's like, like, you're no, amazing. You're amazing. And it I was, was just, just like, like, oh, dog. It was just the sweetest thing because it was a part of it was paid for a laugh, but the other part was the fact that, like, one thing that you see about Peter is his growth that you've seen mm-hmm. since. 
he is not the meek young man anymore Mm -hmm. who was easily corruptible he is a leader and an older man who has a lot to say yeah and knows how it feels to be spider-man for an extended period of time yeah i thought that was really cool and then there's the part where they're all talking about the villains that they fought it's like yeah yeah i fought like a russian guy in a rhino suit and and then like toby's just like yeah i once fought like a black goo from outer space and then like tom was like yeah and i fought this purple alien He's like you fought an alien. He's like you've been to space. He's uh, like I've only I've only fought like this a lizard and this like Russian guy. Yeah, or something like that. Like, like mm-hmm. gosh, it was it was so not good. the Russian, not the not the freaking rhino. Probably one of the worst villains he ever put on screen. God, and we didn't even get to see it fight. <sighs> so silly, but it was so fun. What a tease. What a yeah. Um, yeah, so then we get that, and then, like, they kind of get their, their first little battle, and, like, they kind of just, like, guys, we're getting our asses kicked out there. It's just, like, yeah, I don't know how to work on a team. And then Tom's just, like, Tom's Peter's just, like, yeah, I don't want to, like, you know, say this, but I was part of the Avengers, kind of, and they're just, like, oh, great, that's awesome. What is that? <laughs> like, they, they might be, like, one of the only super-powered people in their universes, respectively. And the thing is, is, like, technically... Doctor Strange. That's exists true. In Raimi's in Raimi's universe, but the thing is, you don't know if he knows about him. So there might be super powered people in their universes. True. Like for instance, there's some rumors popping up that Morbius might be taking take taking place in Andrew's universe because it does kind of make sense. Well, I saw with what they're putting forth there, well, I, but it like you still have to pay attention to something. I saw a theory that. He could be in Toby's universe because it's Toby Maguire's Spider-Man in the trailer. Yeah, and the thing and, is, but, it's but a like, screen grab. It is a screen grab. Yeah, of Toby's Spider-Man from the PlayStation Four game. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's yeah. it's they they're making it confusing on purpose. Also, we can talk about Morbius a little bit after this because like the resolution of this movie makes me have some questions about the trailers and Morbius. Uh huh. But we can get to that in a bit. But uh, so like they. You know, like they team up, like you see this awesome shot of all of them swinging together mm-hmm. and then like they fight each other's villains. Like you get some you get some awesome dialogue between Max and Peter Andrew. Oh, and gosh, he's just like, funny. He's like, I thought Spider-Man would be black, you know, guy from Queens. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I remember just like, he's just like, hey, Max. And he's like, oh, hey. And he's just like. It's like you used to be the shit. And I was just like, oh, is that like some meta humor? <laughs> like, like, can I just say, Jamie Foxx was hilarious in Jamie this movie. Jamie Foxx was so funny in the movie. He was great. Um, then you get, you know, uh, Toby's like drowning from Sandman, mm-hmm. and then like he throws them the Sandman cure, and that's like the only time we see Thomas Hayden Church's actual face. Mm-hmm. Like he's just sand the entire well, time in the movie. I- people have been lining up shot for shot they it's fairly certain i'm fairly certain they just grabbed the shot from spider-man 3 really yeah and they just 80 yard over it because he was in the voice booth for the movie obviously yeah but he was I, for whatever that's reason, so lazy probably, man well, dude it's I, like here's the deal they probably really wanted him to be in but you have to think about it this way is that there's some production halts because of covid with this right movie. and also 
he probably was shooting something else. Either he was shooting something else, yeah, or just something came up to where they couldn't have him in it. it I guess that it happened because I was just like I was probably the practicality. Of maybe it, I'm so. just a giant dork. Yeah, and I probably <laughs> am. I def. If you ask my stepdad, I definitely am. Uh, shout out to Brian. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to see the the, the striped green shirt me walking too. around. To be honest, me too. Me too. Uh, this is, it's not like an iconic look, but I like it. He's the best part of um, Spider. Or probably one of the best villain villainous aspects of Spider Man Three, and one of the best parts of Spider Man Three. Period. Because yeah. like the whole arc that he has with Peter is amazing in that mm-hmm. movie. Like. I don't know. That's just a minor thing that I have. Um, also, um, you kind of get some, you kind of get, uh, they use the box that Dr. Strange has to, you know, send them all home as bait. And like, meanwhile, Ned and MJ can't close the portal. Yeah. And the lizard just kind of sees them. is just like, Oh, hello. He's like, Oh, hello. Let me get, let me get some people to kill. Yeah. And so then, uh, uh, Tom Peter has to save them from that and then they kind of like cure them all one by one and then like like and then Spider-Man uh, like Andrew's just like uh, it's just like yeah he's never been this powerful before what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and because Max has an arc reactor exactly. powering and like it's literally endless power yeah so then uh, basically they were gonna like what like all three of them were gonna try to or at least two of the Spider-Men were gonna try to like take him down and then Doc Ock shows up out of nowhere is just like, allow me, and tricks Max, and then like rips mm-hmm. the arc reactor off with his tentacle, and he's just like, the power of the sun in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it was so awesome seeing, <coughs> excuse me, it was so awesome seeing Alfred Molina and Toby McGuire interact again. He's just like, he's like, Peter, how have you been, my boy? And I'm just like, oh, dog, why am I crying again? No, dude, it is just so sweet. It was so sweet seeing them talk with each other. And he and then he was just like, you've grown and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and then he's like, how are you doing? And he's like, still trying to be better. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, that's like a direct quote from Spider-Man 2. And it's just, it's just so cool. It's so good. And then to kind of cap this whole thing off, you have Mr. Defoe flying in uh-huh. on his glider and like pumpkin bombs flying too and like they destroy the Statue of Liberty oh they, like they blow, yeah, no, and the blow to is, smithereens and the big shield falls the, he destroys the box yeah which is what causes most of yeah he destroys the it. box yeah he just which just creates most of the issues with the final act of this movie yeah or the final final act yeah so then like Peter and him are ha- like Tom Holland Peter and William Defoe or Green Goblin are having a fight and it's brutal, man. It is. It is the most brutal that like we've they're seen beating Tom, the shit Tom out of each other. Tom is out there to kill him. Tom yeah. literally. Wants Tom him. wants him to die. Yeah, like Tom is literally trying to fucking murder him. And then he picks up the glider, and then he's about to stab him. And then uh, yeah, he's about to like pull a pull a venom, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then he goes, and he's about to do it, and then Pete, and then Toby's Peter jumps in front of him and grabs the blades. Yeah, basically shows him no. No, don't this do isn't, it. This isn't what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the burden of Spider-Man. We mm-hmm. don't kill at all this kind of stuff. And it right. was the perfect thing. And then we, then the Venom or the Goblin Cure gets stuck in him too. Well, well, first, oh. first Gobby 
fucking stabs our boy. He stabs our boy. Stabs Toby. But Toby doesn't die, which is great. No, Toby. Do- I thought they were gonna do it. I'm like, don't you I'm dare! Like, don't kill Toby. Don't, don't. And they didn't. So <laughs> but yeah, so then the Goblin Goblin Cure goes in, and then Norman's just like, oh no, what did I do? So, and then that's kind of like it. And then basically, oh, and all the while. I forget. Doctor Strange came back. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I've been hovering over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours and I'm <laughs> pissed off. Where is that child? <laughs> um, so then he comes back and he's just like, wait, we've we found cures. Please don't fuck it all up, Mr. Doctor Strange, sir. And then essentially he's like, all right, fine, bet. Do it. And then, like he said, the box gets blown up by Gabi. I think I've been talking so much my voice is starting to go. No, for sure. It's we've a, been it's talking a, about this for a while. It's a long podcast. Uh yeah. Jake's podcast was two hours about this. Oh, sheesh, sheesh. Uh, he probably had to get some hella lozenges. Cause yeah. they did be we could talk about this for two hours too. Yeah, we could. We might even have to have a part two, honestly. Yeah. To talk about some, some more. But yeah, yeah, we could probably talk about it next week too. Yeah. Uh but um so then Oh god, I feel like I've been monologuing for a long time. But then no, dude. I, I, what were you saying? Oh, so then, you know, the, you know, uh, Gabby's cured. And then, but then the, like the multi, the barriers, of the universe are starting to break down. And like, you see these figures emerging from these like cracks in the sky. You see Craven in those things. Like, do we really see Craven? Well, yeah. I, like I saw a guy with a staff. I thought it was Craven. Okay. I, I saw um, a staff too. I wasn't sure what it was. Thought somebody saying that Madam Webb was there. Somebody was also saying that they saw like just all these different Spider-Man villains. I thought um, we were going to see some like cameos or like brief half second long. Like, yeah, I thought we maybe see Spider-Gwen or Miles or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought that would be kind of cool. But, you know, honestly, still really dope. Yeah. And then um, yeah, then Dr. Strange is like, I can't stop them. I'm just like, wait, would casting the original spell fix it? And he's like, yeah, but everyone kind of forgets who you are. And then it's just like do it and he's like yeah but it's instead it's not like forgetting spider-man it's forgetting him it's forgetting who peter is yep so ostensibly peter parker is getting his entire social security um his entire life erased erased. essentially and so he's gonna basically move on like anybody who meets peter afterwards just to you know preface this for people who just don't understand things i'm sorry I don't want to like trash people who consume media too much, but guys, if Peter's walking around saying, Hey, I'm Peter Parker after this, people will still know who he, people will be like, Oh yeah, this is Peter Parker. Oh yeah. This is a guy I literally just met and yeah, haven't exactly. met so previously. Not, yeah. But anyways, yeah. But like, so yeah. So he says this goodbye to, mm-hmm. you know, they have a three way hug with Toby and Andrew and it's, it's so sweet. And then like he says goodbye to Ned and he mm-hmm. says goodbye to MJ and it's so sad. I'm like they, you know, they kiss, they say goodbye, and Ned then and um, Peter kiss. Well, MJ, a, like, MJ, and, MJ, and Ned kiss. I mean, they could have kissed if they wanted. Have kissed? I mean, That's maybe. Awkward. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just yeah, Ned, yeah. Ned, Ned boy, Ned and uh, Peter hug. I believe. Yeah. Well, they do a they do their little handshake. And they, they do hand their handshake, and then he and MJ kiss, and it's like this just the sweetest moment because mm-hmm. he's telling them like, hey. They have to forget. He's like, you have to forget about you have to forget me. Forget me, and I'll, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll come find. You. I'll come find you. I'll find you, and everything like that. And then so. uh, Strange casts a spell, and then you kind of go from there. And then I think the like everyone disappears. Like you know, mm-hmm. all the villains go away. Toby and Andrew go away. Mm-hmm. I miss them already. 
Exactly. I miss them too. Um, and then I think it like fades to black and then it comes up on a cemetery because we haven't had a Spider-Man movie end in a cemetery scene in a while. Yes. Um, but it's MJ's, or not MJ, it's uh, May. Aunt May's grave and like Peter puts a flower down and comes Happy Hogan and is just like, how did you know her? And I was just like, he just goes Aww. through Spider-Man. So it's like through Spider-Man. And it was just really sad seeing mm-hmm. Happy not know Peter. That yeah. made me kind of sad. Yeah. That, that kind of hit me a little bit. I think this might be the last time we see Happy Hogan. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because the thing is, Happy might be around at some point. Maybe right. we have Morgan Stark somewhere or anything like that. Right. I'm really glad that um, I think that killing Happy in this movie would have definitely been a cop out. Yeah. I think it definitely would have been. But um, I think that also, like, I think Happy needs to be there for Morgan Stark, too. Mm-hmm. As much as, like, obviously Morgan has right. her. But, he's like um, an uncle to her yeah exactly so like or remember that scene in an uh end game where he's just like i'll give you all the cheeseburgers you want yeah exactly so he like yeah we need we need him to be there still yeah but and with, then yeah sorry go ahead but no and then um all that ends and then we see um peter basically planning on telling you know ned and mj everything that he's gonna that he exists mm-hmm. and he goes to their work and first he sees he sees MJ and she's waving and he's like, oh, nice. She's saying hi to me. But then she's just saying hi to Ned because Ned's right behind mm-hmm. him. And then they're talking and they're talking about MIT and mm-hmm. how excited they are. And then Peter's like, oh, oh how like, do I do this? He's like, I don't know how to do this. And then he gets a copy that he's talking to her. And this is the moment that I think that he um, specifically was like, oh, you know, no, no, I'm not doing this is when he says, are you happy? And then she says, I am. And it was no like, oh, I'm expecting disappointment and yada mm-hmm. out of this. And she's like, no, I'm happy about MIT. And she's excited. Mm-hmm. And that's when Peter lets go. It's just like, nope. Um, Peter lets go. And he eventually walks away from Ned and MJ and probably one of the most heartbreaking moments mm-hmm. that I've seen. It and was depress- depresso. It very de- much depresso. And then he goes into a depart- uh, apartment that looks pretty much exactly like the Raimi apartment mm-hmm. that he's in. Just one bedroom. Dungy. Din- dingy. Rents due. He's First poor. Of the month. Mm-hmm. And he has a book, a GED mm-hmm. book thing for you. So we're yep. seeing him finish up his GED probably. Yep. Eventually, we're probably going to see him either at Community College or Empire State. Empire University. State, yeah. Or something like that, um, because he's probably not going to be able to afford much without yeah. getting scholarships or anything like that. Um, right. But he's a smart guy. He'll get scholarships. Yeah. And then uh, we see, well, first we see a tiny little Palpatine, Lego Palpatine. <laughs> yes. I saw a funny tweet that said this movie used Palpatine in a more meaningful way than the Rise of Skywalker did. Very true. But the thing is, there's the, you like literally saying, wow, that guy's evil. Walk Palpatine much? That would be a more effective way. <laughs> okay, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then you see a sewing machine, and you see some fabric, mm-hmm. and you see Peter step out into the window. And I don't know. You want to finish it out? And yeah, you see the perfect s- costume. 
I want this costume. I need a hot toy of this costume. I don't even buy hot toys. I need a hot toy of this freaking costume mm-hmm. because it's that perfect blue. There's no Stark tech with it or anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's just this thing. And he goes out there and he's patrolling. You see him with the um, you see him with his um, like phone doing the police precinct stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's jumping through, webbing around. And he is like it's snowing it's heavily snowing and he's still spider-man this all these stuff has broken him but he's still going on and mm-hmm. he still wants to protect people yeah and then he literally has he nothing in, now. He dives in fade the black mm-hmm. and then it's the end mm-hmm. and god and it what? ends with like uh three is the magic number yeah. and i'm just like oh and the thing about that is that's probably the best ending of a Spider-Man movie, if not one of the best endings that I've seen in a movie in mm-hmm. years. It's so good. What a fantastic climax and end yeah. of that movie. And it makes me wonder, if somebody brought up this, they're like, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure, like, correct me if I'm wrong, this is what the person was saying on a video. He's mm-hmm. saying that, like, um, Peter literally can't use the Stark tech because it doesn't recognize him. Yeah, it doesn't know. Like, it straight up doesn't know that he's Peter, so why would it approve yeah. anything? Or why would Sue Letty care and let him use it? Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I thought that was interesting, but, like, Peter is now has to be, you know, the classic Peter Parker. It's almost like what everyone wanted. Like, yeah, they I- wanted him to be less reliant on Tony Stark. They wanted him to be in poverty. They wanted him to be self-sufficient. Like... It's everything everyone wants. It's like the biggest compromise, and it still like pleases everyone. Uh huh. And the thing is, is like all the people who like the home trilogy never, they never didn't acknowledge those issues mm-hmm. with the home trilogy to Spider Man's character. But I think everybody misunderstood what the home trilogy was. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's one big if, origin. If they were to say what the home trilogy was, it would be a huge spoiler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cuz the home trilogy really is Spider-Man learning how to become his own hero. Mm-hmm. And this is where he became his own hero minus Tony Stark, minus being able to call Happy to fix stuff for him, mm-hmm. minus anybody. Only thing that I'm a little worried about for the next Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland is he really has nobody. Literally like, no one. Like I don't know what they're going to do. Who's going to be the supporting cast? Yeah, like, cuz that's what I was thinking. I was like is MJ and Ned even going to be in it? Because it's like, I don't think he's going to want them to really be around. Yeah. Like necessarily it's too sad the choices that he made. Um, but what he can do is like, say he's going to college though. And you know, he meets a Harry Osborne. That's what I was going to say. Some other people in his life <sighs> and you can deal and he can deal with the grappling of not trusting Norman Osborne in this right. universe. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. I think that that is subject to some really good storytelling, right. you know? Yeah. Or like he gets an internship at this new startup called Oscorp or something. Uh-huh. Or like, what if, okay. One of, one of these things is unlikely this being, what if he meets someone named Mary Jane Watson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he meets someone named Gwen Stacy. Exactly. And it's like, I, but the only issue though, is I just love, I love his dynamic with RMJ though. That's I the know. Thing. It That's sucks. It sucks. This is so, it's like, it's fucking, so unfair. It's fucking miserable. That's what it is. It makes me sad. It makes me feel like Spider-Man because Spider-Man, a main aspect of his character, unfortunately, is that he's just 
just shit on like mm-hmm. it's just like it's just a part of his character. shit on by life exactly and it's like even mephisto's like i what do you want they're like what do you want mephisto in the, in the comics and he's like i want spider-man's marriage i'm like why 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 god <laughs> satan you're an asshole exactly but it was just like one of those deals that i thought was really i just thought it was so fantastic and um what do you think about the ending and what it means it's for so I wouldn't say it's bittersweet if uh, it's it's like three parts bitter, one part sweet. Yeah, exactly. It's like, one part sweet because we know our boy's going to be getting some gonna, amazing storyline. Yeah, like yeah, he's going to get another trilogy after this. It's going to be great. But it's just like, man, you're going to miss everything you left behind, and there's nothing you can do to get it back. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Explain to the wizard that you used to be pals? He's not going to believe you. No, exactly. Well, actually, well, maybe he might, but he like, probably would believe you if he just but he's just like yeah there's no way i can fix it mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's just like it's just like you you you're sad for what you lost you're happy that it happened you're excited for what's next mm-hmm. um yeah it's like i really want to see a more clearer look at that suit when it's like not in motion no for sure because that was one thing that i would have wished that there at least was like an establishing shot yeah, so, yeah. of him just chilling on like say hanging off of like the window of his thing just mm-hmm. being all heroic and then you see him jump off yeah and then all the movement happens because that would be really cool yeah um there's some rumblings that there's going to be a spider-man uh ps5 suit of it like the folks over oh, Insomniac really? are going to make it so that is a very good indication on how a suit's going to look yeah if you see those animators make it so hopefully that Hopefully, happens because I will definitely put that suit on and replay. I am actually replaying the Spider-Man game as there speak you go because it's so damn good. Yeah. So yeah, you playing the remastered one? Or oh yeah, the... I'm playing the remastered one on PlayStation Five. So okay, cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, this movie, I would say an eight foot five, a nine out of ten. Um, yeah. Um, I would go ahead and say it's a nine points, nine point five out of ten. Yeah, this uh, is almost perfect movie. Yeah, very, very, very good. Like I, uh, nine, the 9. problems are so overlookable. Exactly. Like the, I think the movie is freaking fantastic. I um, love it so much. Do you want to talk about the post credit scenes real quick? Yeah, we can talk about it and how they make me really happy. You want to know why? Why? Because freaking stupid ass Venom is not going to be in the MCU. Venom's done. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are disappointed that Eddie Brock is not going to be in the MCU, but I'm sorry. Kevin Feige isn't going to let that stupidity anywhere near the MCU. Well, because it's funny. Well, like I found the scene itself really funny. I love the scene because, like, um, and don't and don't like. I'm not trying to just be a Debbie, like a Danny Downer. I just think that Venom is Venom. Just keep them separate. <laughs> yeah, it's very itself. But uh, like, so Venom or Eddie Brock is having the bartender explain to him everything that happened with like the blip and everyone coming yeah. back, and then like, oh, it's so funny. And he's just like, oh, you know, it's like the Hulk. He's like. He's like, the Hulk, and you told me Lethal Protector was a shit name. And I was just like, oh my god. Gosh, it was it's so funny. Wait, and then, like, they start to disappear. Also, d- how the fuck did Venom even get in? Does he know Spider-Man's Peter well, Parker? here's the deal. He talks about a Venom hive. That's right. That that's right. universes. So he, our Venom, technically, is the same Venom 
that Topher Grace bonded with. Yeah, that Topher Grace bonded with. So that's that's where you're seeing that from. That's the reason. I suppose that's the reason why he was sent over to the universe. And then we got a little bit of the goo. A little bit of the goo. Got a little bit of remains behind. So we might see a black suit. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll do that for the first movie. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I'll be very excited. You know, and that's the thing. Like, do you think they would have brought Topher Grace back, or they just wanted to connect uh, their new Venom that they had right now? I think they just wanted to connect the new Venom to what they have now. Wouldn't it be funny if they did both? Gosh, that'd be so weird. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Well, like, so yeah, it's just like Venom gets sent back. Like, no, wait, I just got here. Like, I thought that's some meta humor. Oh, movie so funny and then again he didn't pay his bill obviously mm-hmm. no. um and then the second post-credit scene is essentially a trailer for dr strange and the multiverse of madness um strange fucks some shit up he goes yeah. to see wanda wanda has like a wanda's been guard been you know growing some trees yeah in like, wonderboar whatever that place is called yeah. so like, that's wo- fun basically wolverine's house by a lake yes uh, um and you also i think you see like briefly america chavez yeah you do see her um you see her in this here uh portion do you see baron mordo too yeah you see baron mordo with some dreads yeah like he has some long ass hair and then he's like you are our biggest threat and you see evil doctor strange and you're like what's he doing like is that the same one i don't know that's the thing is weird. There's a lot of questions. The visuals look really, really cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see Sam Raimi's vision for mm-hmm. this because I really hope they gave Sam Raimi the like go crazy. I'm like, please put Bruce gonna, Campbell. If you're in. gonna get Sam Raimi to be in this damn thing, mm-hmm. you gotta let him do the ga- the goddamn thing. You know what I mean? I hope so that's like, one of those things. I hope Bruce Campbell's like an alternate universe version of Doctor Strange. That'd be so <laughs> that'd funny. Be, that would be cool. Or, or him seeing, as Mysterio. Yeah, seeing him as Mysterio would be fun too, but it would make more sense for him to just be uh, Doctor Strange or something like yeah. that. Like, I love how the whole thing about the multiverse being fake and far from home was that, fake. Yeah, it was fake. It's like, oh, it's actually real. No, exactly. And that's so, so cool. But yeah. Gosh, what a movie. What a movie. What a freaking movie. And then we can talk about, like, you know, future things or anything like that. I don't know. Um, how we're gonna do because i want to do a year in review kind of deal yeah but at the same time it's like christmas right we don't want to encroach too much right on you know the holidays and everything like that but because we want to have we want to be able to have our time well we'll have some days off maybe here in the week between new year's and or christmas and new year's so maybe but yeah we'll see but is there anything else we want to talk about um andrew catching uh mj oh gosh yeah we completely forgot about that that was one of the biggest and deepest moments of the entire day yeah, yeah. it was crazy it was so he was crying he was crying and like everybody like, else okay? was crying everybody was like bro and he's like why am i upset yeah and she's like are you he's like are you okay and then she's like are, are you and it was just seeing that redemption was just so so good it was, I, I it was it. amazing and it makes me want all those makes me want those rumors um it makes me want those rumors to be true right about spider-man amazing spider-man 3 because that's popping up now yeah you think they would here's the deal yeah five years ago a few years back i would say no right no way in hell no after a movie like this coming out i think the audiences might understand 
that they won't be confused. That they won't be confused or anything like that. Right. And what Sony, imagine if Sony is making a Spider-Man movie and then they can just go ahead and make another Spider-Man movie. Like they can later. literally do it without anything Marvel at all. Like, yeah, exactly. They don't have to even have to, they don't even have to ask Kevin Feige about it. Like yeah. they can just make it like they, they completely really separate from the MCU. It. They could just make it. And the thing is, is like they just make it. Imagine that is um, sadly it's not looking like unless um, unless um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home gets released in China. Spider-Man No Way Home is not going to be a billion dollar movie. Um, but you already got halfway there, though. It is already halfway there. Um, in one, in one. I movie. mean, it might get it might, there. Like it might. It might be one of those. Getting there without China is impressive. But there's, but there, there. I don't think there has been any movie that hasn't opened in China has crossed over to a billion dollars. This could be the movie to do it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I will gladly eat crow because this movie deserves all of the. You know, I will say anything like that for it. Like but. I know the Force Awakens did open in China, but like Chinese audiences don't like Star Wars that much. Yeah, that's for and sure. like almost a billion, like it like nine hundred million, like nine hundred million of that came from like the the domestic box office alone in America because yeah. it was like you know probably the perfect recipe of you know first Star Wars movie in uh-huh. fifteen years, well, not fifteen years, but like. 10 years at the time no for sure and you know brand new trilogy mm-hmm. you know so like like i think this spider-man movie is a perfect storm in the same way that like the force awakens was a perfect storm because like audiences have been waiting for something like this for a long time since covid started mm-hmm. and i think this is the one like you know what you know fuck delta fuck omicron i'm gonna go see this movie you know no, for sure the movies are back this is officially yeah, like is. this is this is this beat Infinity War for number two opening weekend. It is two hundred and fifty seven million dollar opening weekend in the domestic box office like Infinity War at two hundred fifty three. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to catch Endgame. Endgame took like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But this movie with, you know, just the hints that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield might be in it. Mm hmm. Pushed it to number two all time. Yeah. It's crazy. That the power of nostalgia, the power of seeing. It's like it's like you saw an old friend in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like someone you hadn't seen in years that you just been dying to see, been dying to talk to, and you finally get to. No, yeah. And that's what I'm, you know, and that's kind of what I'm getting at there, too, is that you'll be able to, like, say they have a Spider-Man um let's just say spectacular spider-man one come out Mm -hmm. then literally the year afterwards amazing spider-man 3 comes out right you understand making a billion dollars because you know spider-man's at a billion dollar tentpole Mm -hmm. yeah fucking movie so making two billion dollars in two years there Mm -hmm. for you yeah imagine that that it would be almost crazy not to yeah i know they're cooking something up because you understand how many people really want want mm-hmm. that and i used to be anti that yeah because apart because honestly i'm sorry i'm fans of the amazing spider-man first two movies y- y'all are a little insufferable <laughs> i love y'all i love y'all and i'm glad that y'all are fans but shoot some of those movies have a lot of issues but seeing andrew in this movie makes me want to see more of his story 
Mm-hmm. And that's a testament to fantastic and well done filmmaking. So mm-hmm. I say have at it. Yeah. Um, this movie is phenomenal. Amazing. I love it. It might be my favorite of the year. Might be one of my favorite MCU movies. We'll we'll see. It's we'll see how that ages. It's definitely top five. I know there's I know recency bias is a thing, mm-hmm. but it's just like holy shit. Um and like we still got Spider-Verse 2 to come out. Exactly. Like I still would uh as far as like uh, ranking goes. I'd say this is close to, it's not as good as Spider-Verse, but it gets pretty fucking close yeah i think spider verse 2 or spider verse the first one obviously just the first one i haven't seen the second one but spider verse is the best spider-man movie um a lot of people are gonna think this is a little controversial i don't know i don't care go ahead um spider-man no way home is my second right now in my head right now yeah it might change but that but right now spider-man no Mm -hmm. way home is the second best spider-man movie in my opinion then spider-man 2 and then uh down from there um, I would probably homecoming put, put um, homecoming or Raimi I'd probably one? put homecoming there for you, and then the first Raimi. Uh, oh yeah, first Raimi. Yeah, I like the thing is, I, let's let's go with this. I'm not gonna do this now. Let's we'll do, do this our later. tier lists. To, let's just do our tier list so we can talk about some more Spider-Man spoilers mm-hmm. next yeah. next time. Next. But then let's talk about our tier lists a yeah. later for you. Just so I can... Because I want to watch a movie a second time before I do a tier list. Yeah, let's just let this marinate so, for yeah. a bit. Let's marinate before I say anything too crazy that yeah. I disagree with. Go off crazy. Sometimes I think about movies... like I think about movies um, that I just watched that I probably was a little too easy on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll give you one thing. Hey, Eternals... I was way too easy on it, guys. Yes, you were. I was like, <laughs> it was it, like the thing is, it was an okay movie. I'm not gonna say that it was a bad movie, but I was way too easy on it. It's a messy, it's a messy, messy movie. But it's still like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, sometimes as movies go on and they stay in your head, it just it just depends. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But with that said, anything else you have to kind of say about the Spider Boys and everything? I wish Jeff Goldblum was in it. <laughs> as you're staring at the funko pop yes but anyways hey y'all thank you for listening to the podcast this is a ton of fun um oh, great y'all have a good one and box office bros is out thank you for listening to box office bros oh gee thanks dad you can listen to the podcast on anchor spotify apple podcasts and stitcher podcasts are great Radio's boring have a great day and see you next time if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.